This is East Carolina Offensive Coordinator Donnie Kirkpatrick. We are talking one of my favorite things, pirate football, on the sports objective. Welcome in to the Sports Objective here on a Monday evening. Glad to have each and every one of you uh, live now on Facebook and YouTube. And, of course, uh, you can listen anywhere that you listen to your favorite podcast. From all the way in the great western part of the state of North Carolina, uh, Bubba Rosenbaum from China Grove. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, Dave. Hope you are. Yes, sir. Uh, in fact, we have a good friend of ours in the second half of the show, Brian Medor, is coming on an all-ECU show uh, but uh, very excited to have this guest on our uh, first time for the show. Yeah, first time we've had uh, this guy on, as you mentioned. I mean, we had his predecessor on a few times, but yep. uh, w- welcome to the show, Justin Beer, and ju- uh, obviously the director of marketing and fan engagement with East Carolina. And Justin, we appreciate your time this evening. Appreciate y'all having me. Excited to excited for the inaugural, the maiden voyage. I guess I should use for the for the pirate term there. No doubt, and glad to have you. And especially, I know a lot of hard work and uh, thanks, thankless, a thankless job. You work really hard behind the scenes. And for people that are just getting to, um, maybe they don't know exactly what you do. Can you tell the fans about uh, for ECU and beyond about what's your daily schedule or what what do you do? Uh, so the the easy way that kind of the simple way I always put it is. My job is to get people to the game, and once they're at the game, make sure that they have a good time. So um, I'll come up with a lot of the planning. So I, uh, I handle football and women's lacrosse, and then I have um, on my staff another member who does uh, soccer, men's basketball, and softball, and then another that does volleyball, women's basketball, and baseball. So we kind of all manage our, our different sports, and we you know come up with the plans, the promotions, those sorts of things, and then – kind of the in-game, we kind of manage um, all the in-game promotions you see, the the contests on the field, the half times, the, all that stuff, and then music and coordinating video board and all those all those sorts of things, you know, all the fun stuff that's not the stuff inside the lines. Yeah, and uh, by the way, I want to remind fans they can get season tickets 1-800-DIAL-ECU or simply, Justin, I'm, I'm 50 years old now, and I used to do the walking up to the ticket booth or I would actually call one eight uh, would call the one eight hundred number. But over the last year, thanks to it's Bubba's fault. He got me uh, I had to learn how to transfer tickets to him and then I started using the website ecupirates.com. So it's all his fault. He's the reason why now an old dog as a cliche can go can learn a new trick. Yeah, the nice thing about ecupirates.com is if you know maybe you've had a few pirate beverages and it's ten thirty at night and you decide that you finally want to make your commitment to season tickets you can do that. You don't have to worry about somebody being in the ticket office to, to answer that phone call. Yeah. And I love to call. Go ahead. And Dave, very quick, very quickly, while we had that graphic on the screen, just wanted to provide an update. Um, you know, speaking to Coleman Spain earlier this afternoon, we were just shy of 14,000 season tickets. sold. I'm very excited about the increase. We're trying to get, uh, I know that we may be more realistic of 15,000, but 
we got to get that number to 16,000. And, and Justin, um, I know how hard you work for with tickets and, and with Coleman and everybody, but explain yeah. to Pirate Nation how important it is to, I know, and Bubba knows, and maybe a lot of the fans listening and viewing, but for those that don't know, explain to them how important it is for people to buy season tickets. Yeah, I mean, season tickets is sort of the lifeblood of, of the program. If we if we hit that, you know, 16,000 number, that that amount of revenue that we're generating um, really opens ourselves up to be able to do some different things. And it provides us extra resources that can go to coaching staffs or allow us to do different things for some of that fan experience, fan engagement stuff. So having that base is great. And, you know, obviously the single game buyer is great. And I understand that there are, you know, there's fans across this state, you know, like Bub, I know is from the Western part of the state. And it can be a, a big commitment to buy season tickets because making that drive six, six Saturdays a, a year is hard. But um, so I understand that there's going to be single game buyers, but, you know, season tickets are that, that lifeblood and we need those people to, you know, be there. And, and I think the biggest thing that, you know, I appreciate everybody buying season tickets, but the biggest thing that they can do beyond that is if there are those games that you can't go find a neighbor, find a right. brother, a sister or whatever, and, and give those tickets to somebody else. Because while I love that we could hit 16,000 sold season tickets, it'd make me even happier if we had 16,000 of those season tickets used every, every game. So that's, a, I think that's beyond buying the season tickets. It's also making sure that they're getting used. And Bubba, I think what you need to do is um, near some of our friends that are in our group text. I think what you need to do is buy a house right there near um, near the stadium, so that way, whenever the game is over, you can hang out with us, and you don't have to quickly leave and drive a few hours. Was it about three and a half, three three and a half hours away? For me, it's about three hours and fifteen minutes to China Grove from my parents in Lexington. It's just shy of three hours, you know, about two hours and fifty minutes. But uh, you know, that's long been a joke. You know, when will the Rosenbaums move to Greenville? And yep. uh, you know, it's, it's large. You know, it's just been for family reasons. You know, that uh, my my parents have stayed around because they want to be closer to the grandkids. But uh, who knows? It may happen at some point. But uh, you know, just retire in Greenville. Yeah, before uh, before we talk more specifically about this season, um, both in regards to football and men's basketball, et cetera, Justin, just, you know, for Pirate Nation, uh, they've heard you on other programs um, probably, but if they have not, um, give folks your, your background. Uh, you're, you're an East Carolina guy, but you also had GA experience uh, at LSU. Yeah, so my my kind of path to ECU is actually an interesting one. The actually the first ECU game I ever went to was well prior to my time at ECU. I was actually an undergrad at Ohio, so um, I was at the uh, bowl game in St. Pete uh, back in 2013-14. Um, so I was finishing up my undergrad there. Um, I spent a year uh, as an intern uh, at the University of Evansville, which also has a little ECU history. Um, I think they played in a CIT or CBI or one of those at one point. Um, but then after that, I went and spent two years at LSU as a graduate assistant in, in marketing and fan engagement, and then then made my way here in 2017 um, and have been here in Greenville ever since. Um, I did take a one-year uh, hiatus. Um, I thought that I was ready to do something else in, in life, and I realized after 51 weeks that this is what I love to do and coming to work and doing this is 
way better than a lot of other jobs and there's there's sacrifices I make but my first day back was NC State last year and I tell people we were getting ready to do purple haze and my hand was like this because I just had so much adrenaline going and, and all that so um, I'm so glad to be here back at ECU um, this place is, is, is special so yeah, no question in fact uh, we, you know I hear on the administration say all the time which is true uh, there's times when our fans are, you know, passionate, but at least we have a great fan base. At least we have the passion yeah. there that uh, is, is fantastic. And you look at the, you know, when you look at the season tickets, by the way, there's a lot of uh, people I've heard to say, well, there's not that ACC school like NC State, like you were talking, you and I were talking mm-hmm. in the green room before the show. But at the same time, when you look at the brand names, you got Marshall on there, mm-hmm. you know, and then Gardner Webb was a really is a really good FCS program um, yep. in the month of September. Uh, there's a lot of other good games coming up. And so for me, it shouldn't matter. I told you this uh, ahead of time before the show. It shouldn't matter who the Pirates are playing. We need to go out there and support them. But I know there's also some people that they're looking at the I have people that I know that they look at the, you know, beforehand to see the season. Am I going to buy season tickets? And they say, oh, there's no this team or that team on there. And I was like, you really can't do it. Like judge it by that. Because to me, um, I, I'm amazed at how quick the fans try to get out of the stadium because there's only, like you said, out of 52 weeks in the year, there's only six Saturdays. We get a chance to tailgate, enjoy purple haze and enjoy yeah. the stadium and the atmosphere. Yeah. You know, I, I, we were talking about that. And it's, I, I do understand that there's not name brand programs on the schedule, but there is still a lot of good football teams on the schedule. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, I think the old saying is we're going to watch the Pirates. I mean, it shouldn't really matter who who we're playing. And I understand that I would love if we played NC State and South Carolina and Virginia Tech and UNC every year. That's great. But like you said, there's plenty of good good programs. Marshall, I mean, we played a great game against them last year. Uh, you know, Charlotte, it's great now having an in-state foe on our schedule. That You know, there's going to be some natural rivalry there. Um, you know, SMU is a great program. Tulane. uh you know, there's plenty of good games on the schedule and they might not be name name brand programs, but um, they're still going to be great football games all year long. And who knows, they might be going to the, the Pac-12. That's another show, as they say. But uh, yeah. when you look at uh, when you look at those programs, I mean, SMU, um, when you look at Tulane, like we talked about or before the show about how they beat USC, you know, with yeah. uh with them, you know, so there's a lot of great uh, programs in the American. I think the American is a very underrated conference with all, even with the new schools coming mm-hmm. in. I like the likes of the UABs of the world, the FAUs. Um, there's UT, a lot of, good, I think UTSA is going to, yeah. UTSA might win this conference this year. Yes. And they're, they're a great team as well. So no doubt. Have great football teams in the conference. If there, you have questions for Justin, you can put it in the chat for sure on Facebook and YouTube, and maybe Bubba, we'll see if we can take some phone calls. I don't know if you mind, Justin, that or not. This new a new wrinkle yeah. uh, to our show. We'll see about that. I like I like taking risks. That's I, okay. All we'll, right. see, we'll see what happens. <laughs> I, you know, I might put, I, I might regret making this decision later, but I think we'll be okay. All right. All now, right, cool. now kind of as Dave is referenced, and Justin, you know, it's, it's tough to engage fans when you don't have them. But fortunately, in East Carolina, we have great, you know, passionate pirate fans. And so, so just talk about headed into 2023, you know, some of those things that uh, maybe you've done in the past that you're looking to tweak a little bit, and, you know, the elements of the game day atmosphere that make Dowdy Ficklin Stadium so special. 
Yeah, I mean, I think the the great thing that we have is is the tradition that we have is that you know coming in here and this is I mean this will be my sixth football season, fifth whatever it is. You know, we don't need to change a lot. There's what we're doing is great. Um, I mean, there will be some subtle changes, some things that we're working on that um, aren't finalized yet. So I don't want to I don't want to say that we're doing them for sure. Um, but um, some good things I think in the works. Um, I know it was going around today that uh, Port City's done, but I think uh, Jarrett Osmick and his team are doing the intro video this year. And I think um, if he can create what he wants to create, I think um, it's going to become a modern modern spin on a, uh, a intro video that some people out there have seen before. So, um, you know, we're excited about that. Uh, Playfly is working to sell some, some new different promotions. Um, I think they're, um, if y'all remember the punt, catching contest that I think yeah. fans really used to like that's coming back. I think this cool. year um, they've got some new things that they're going to try out. And, you know, sometimes with, with those in-game things is some, you know, they sound great in the meeting room and then we do them on the field and we're like, that was not what we hoped for. <laughs> um, but I think I, we're, I think we're good with what we're doing this year. So, um, you know, I think the few things that are, that are lingering out there, I think are going to be really great. Um, improvements and hopefully over the next six weeks or so we can can lock those things in and make them happen but um, you know I think it's going to be a great football season no question Bubba I know we have a question from Brandon I think you've answered it uh, that he wanted to ask Justin well that is more Coleman Spain questions yeah but yeah Brandon had asked about the, the ticket sales for the Michigan game and through East Carolina, of course, uh, not the secondary market or um, or Michigan, but um, you know through our office, Brandon, we had sold um, between two and two and a half thousand. But um, and and that was as of at least two or three weeks ago. So those sales have gone very well. A lot of pirates making that initial trip up to the big house on September second. But um, you know, as it pertains to season tickets, Justin, uh, you know, talk about your role. You know, working. Uh, with the team there, uh, with Coleman Spain, or you know, with a, you know, perhaps a Brian Meador or someone of that nature. But just talk about um, everyone coming together to uh, to market season tickets, and uh, and uh, also then we'll dive into more of the the game day atmosphere. Yeah, I mean, I think where we're at from an internal perspective is as a team, I think is as good as it's been since I've been here. Um, you know, the ship is all going in the uh, same direction. Um, but Coleman and I work uh, pretty closely on kind of strategy and things like that. So um, we've kind of started pushing some different different advertising avenues. We've been doing some Facebook marketing. We've you know started running commercials and, and billboards and things like that because um, as I saw on day before we, we started is this is sort of the lull period for season tickets generally because you'll have initially when they go on sale, everybody goes buys, buys, buys. Um, then the renewal deadline comes, everybody's got to get their renewals in. And then you usually hit that lull after the renewal deadline of you'll get the trickling in of the people who aren't great at deadlines. But prior to those, those last couple of weeks right before the season where people are like, okay, season's here. Now I got to buy my ticket. So um, we're working on trying to, you know, continue to push and keep, keep uh, football season tickets on top of mind for people. Uh, you know, Brian Meador does a great job. He makes all of our TV commercials and, and radio spots. Um, so him and I work very closely on that and kind of come in with a strategy and, and, and coming up with what those look like. But him and him and Brian Bailey basically 
do all those on their own though at the end of the day because both of them are far smarter than i am when it comes to television and and radio so in fact one of the staples of the game day atmosphere at dowdy ficklin is of course purple haze mm-hmm. so if, if you would just give us a behind the scenes glimpse you know the timing elements of a entrance like that uh, you know i think back to to Coach Holtz, uh, Ruffin McNeil, and then so many times the Pirates would uh, come through the, the purple haze but then stand in the end zone before running onto the field. Coach Houston has changed that a bit. And uh, so it's, yeah. it's more, of, more, more, more of a timing element there, which I, I yeah. actually prefer, prefer instead of just coming out and standing in the end zone. So and just, just yeah. talk about some of those timing elements. Yeah, it's a, it's a science. It's funny. When we have the military game every year, um, I love working at them and they love working with us because everything is timed out down to a second. Um, you know, basically from about 30 minutes out until, you know, that ball gets kicked off. It is all timed out um, pretty precisely. Um, there's a couple elements in there that give us a little wiggle room. If, if something runs long or something goes short where we can keep it going for a little bit longer, but it's all timed out pretty much exactly to the second. Um, Mike, it, Mike is great because I do think Mike embraces the tradition of Purple Haze so much. And, um, you know, having stood in that tunnel for Purple Haze before um, in my previous role here, I mean, it's it, you would have a hard time not being jacked up when you're standing in there. So, you know, he holds them in there. And at the same time as he, you know, he knows when we're going to go. So he knows how long to make his pregame speech and how to get that team in the right spot so that they're ready to go at the right time. Um, but then, honestly, having Steve the Pirate in there, too, kind of helps hold them because he knows until Steve goes, he doesn't go. Um, so that's sort of that balance. But, I mean, it's all planned out down to the second. Um, you know, it, it's it's a lot of a science um, than people think. But um, I love it. I love, you know, getting all that right and, and watching it happen in all the right way. Um, so, Not to get off on too much of a tangent, but just kind of a – it wasn't funny at the time, but um, Pirate fans will remember. I want to say it was like perhaps 2012, the UTEP game. But um, but Steve, that you referenced, Steve the Pirate, put the sword in the turf, and Coach Ruffin McNeil could not see the sword because of the, the purple haze mm-hmm. and, and nearly busted it, tripping on the sword. And so um, a lot of Pirates will remember that. Yeah, it's the the biggest fear that I have now with our purple haze is that uh, the purple smoke canisters that we have, they are, uh, they're basically what you would use for photo shoots, or uh, they say that for like paintball and whatnot. And sometimes they don't always pop quite right. So my my biggest fear is because there's two of them. So my biggest fear is both of them not popping. Um, That gives me anxiety, because it's one of those things that's out of our control. But um, the good news is now with all that that white smoke that they that they pump in behind it, um, you know I love the purple, but it, it's not like it's just an empty thing if those don't go off. But that's I think that probably gives me the most anxiety on game day to be honest. I hadn't even thought about that, but uh, obviously that's your job, so uh, yeah. for you to worry about the it. things that the things that I always tell friends and stuff. I'm like, don't go to sporting events with me because I'll notice all these stupid things that nobody else notices. Um, but those are the little things that I that I'm worried about on game day. So, and Bubba, I know that Alyssa has a question. Yeah, so Alyssa Douglas chiming in on YouTube. Appreciate the 
the uh, question, Alyssa, she says, Justin, what is something you're excited about for the 2023 season? Well, I'm glad that I, my fiance is supporting me because this is whose question this is. So I'm glad <laughs> to know that she's listening to me right now. Um, awesome. Yeah, I think honestly the thing that I'm just most excited for is just to continue the trajectory that this program is on, um, you know, coming off two straight bowl seasons. Um, I think the program is in the position to go for three straight. Um, and it's amazing the positive energy that um, the successful football program just just resonates through here. Um, you know, I was starting here in 2017, so I was here for those last two years of Scotty. And it's it's hard when you're losing um, to, to, you know, to get excited. Um, but now with all the success that we're having, not just in football, but across the board, um, it makes things a lot more fun for, I think, not only ourselves, but for, for the fan base. Yeah, going back to 2018, I definitely don't want to spend a lot of time there. But um, me either. But but <laughs> since you brought that up, you know, it still obviously was not good because the, the game would have been much more well attended. But uh, after falling to North Carolina A&T, at least you did have North Carolina the, the next week because ha had it not been a big rivalry matchup yeah. like that, um, you know, who knows what we'd have had in the stands after such a disappointing loss. Yeah. I mean, that is that I'll give Pirate Nation credit for. I was talking to somebody the other day, um, you know, even in, as lean as those years were, I mean, we still were having 30,000 people at those games. Um, you know, I know UCF and some of these other schools like to pump their chest right now as they're, as they're good about their attendance. But if they were having the years that we were having, you know, it would be scarce there. So Pirate Nation just continues to show up. And I think, you know, it's, it's a testament to them that, even as bad as that was, they were still out there and they were still loud and they were still supporting. So, Yeah, and the, the way Pirate Nation is anyway, but um, could you imagine, you know, you know, if we produce something like UCF did where, where they won about 20 uh, straight games? Uh, the way, the, yeah, yeah. The, the way Dowdy Ficklin Stadium would be. It would be, it would be unbelievable. I mean, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking yeah. about it, to be honest. So, <laughs> yeah. um, and, you know, I'll always say, when a team's winning, my job gets really easy. If we're going undefeated, my job is much simpler. So, you know, I'm all I'm the biggest one rooting for wins out there. So no question. In fact, uh I know with that first game with uh with Michigan is like uh, 36 and a half, and I was like, there's no way. Um, and then coming back home to have that Marshall game, I believe it's a four o'clock kickoff, right, Justin? That That's is correct. Yep. Yep. Yeah, they and um so I think that's a great time. 3.30 is my favorite time slot, so I'll take the four uh, because I'm not a morning person, so that gives me a chance to uh, go to see my son's football game. Still, um, I live about 45 minutes away. Still am able to come see the the games and have a good time. And I know Bubba, I can't complain because Bubba is like we're talking about driving. Uh, it's three hours is still three hours. And uh, the, the Rosenbaums, I tell you, I wish we had 50,000 Rosenbaums in the fan base. I agree. Bubba won't, Bubba won't like what I'm about to say. Noon is my favorite kickoff time because I'm going to be here all day anyway. At least we're done by 3.30 when we start at noon. But I, I understand from the fans' perspective, 3.30 and 6 works way better and will adapt to what works best for you. And I know Bubba Pie doesn't like the noon kickoffs, having to make that drive in the morning. Yeah, 
and really it's not even so much about the the drive as as much as it is i certainly understand why the people involved you know be it the coaches players or you know administrators like like yourself you know why you prefer the earlier kick so you can enjoy the game day atmosphere but then also you know be able to do the other things you need to do or watch other college football games but you know from a from my standpoint i'd probably agree with dave the the mid afternoon so because then you can um, you can still leave home without you know having to leave at 6 a.m. You can leave by 8 or 9, still have plenty of tailgate time, and then also be able to get back home and, um, you know, watch a little late-night college football as well. So, But um, def- definitely um, does not determine whether I go to games, no matter what time it is. But another entrance element that I wanted, wanted to mention, because I, I – I thought of this because I saw a post earlier today on social media from Curtis Steeman and and Port City Films. Excellent job with the entrance video over the last five years or so. But um, just talk about, um, you know, where things are moving there. Um, It's going to be a a little bit different this year, I've heard. Yeah, Curtis, we had a great relationship with Curtis. But uh, when he came in and he started, this was kind of his plan is that he he wanted to do it for – about five years and then uh, move on and, and, and do something different. You know, he's so busy and we can't thank Curtis enough for what he's done because the quality of work that he's provided us and what he has gotten out of it is very unfair on his side. Um, but, you know, he's a great ECU guy. He loves ECU. And so he, you know, it was always his dream to make the uh, intro video. Um, Brian Mudor could probably tell you more about the background on that because him and Curtis are, are good friends. But um, going forward, uh, Jared Osmick and the creative team are gonna are gonna take that on. Um, it's something that he's been he's been passionate about and something that he really wants to do. And um, like I said, he's got a vision for it. And um, I think if if he pulls off what his vision is, I think our fans are gonna love it because it's gonna be a modern modern twist on a on a former intro video that we used to have here. So. And he is someone that we we, we certainly uh, want to have on the show. Um, and I believe he actually played college football at Campbell. And but but he grew yeah. up and he, he grew up in East Carolina. Guy, is that correct? Yeah, I think he lives like his parents live right around the corner. His his parents are season ticket holders. Um, and yeah, he was a punter at Campbell. And I don't know if I'm allowed to toast her, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, so his brother also was playing for Campbell last year. Um, and I guess he was getting pretty close to being ready to hang it up and not really want to play anymore. But he saw Dowdy Fickle on the schedule and he said that um, I got to stick it out for one more year and play one more year. So uh, Jarrett's brother uh, actually played for Campbell last year. Um, and he actually, he committed a personal foul penalty on the first play of the game. So that gave us all a good laugh, but uh, yeah, Jarrett and his brother both played at, at Campbell, but they're from right around the corner. Let's bring in Kyle from LaGrange Barber. What's up, man? What's going on, guys? Somehow I had no idea we were doing this tonight. So we're we're, we're, uh, we're talking intro videos? Uh, well, no. Actually, Justin is the director of marketing and fan engagement. So anything with tickets, uh, well, marketing, fan engagement, how we can, you know, obviously they're always looking at ways they can improve things. And we've been talking about season tickets and different things. Have we Have we talked about the beer yet? Not yet, no. R and D brewing. You ready to? Talk, we're ready to talk about the beer. I was prepared to talk about the beer. So. Let's talk about the beer. How did that come to be? 
So it's been something, uh, Playfly has kind of led the charge on it. Um, it's been a conversation that's been happening over here for a while, and it was just trying to figure out the right partner and the right the right time to do it. So um, we find a side of R&D was going to be the the ones to do it. Um, you know, their experience with, with doing um, these sort of college collabs are uh, is kind of something that was attractive to us. So um, those will be rolling out, I think, in, in late August, right before the season starts. But we're really excited about it. Um, I think our fan base is going to be excited about it. And, you know, kind of the sales pitch I'm saying is every time you drink, drink one of those beers, you're, you're helping ECU because we're getting, we're making a little, little money on all of those beers. So make sure to stock your tailgate, tailgate with the R and D beer. Um, I haven't had the pleasure of trying it yet. I'm excited to do that. I'm hoping it's, I'm hoping it's good. Everything I've had from R and D has been good though. So I'm pretty confident that it will be. Justin, so do, one of the do you quest- know the percentage uh, that we are getting from That's that beer? We meaning East Carolina. Um, I don't know what the exact percentage is, but um, you know, generally we're kind of in depending on what it is. It's between ten and twenty percent. So um, we're getting a little bit of a kickback on every single case that's that's sold. Um, I don't know what the final number got decided on, but um, we're kind of in that range. So we'll be we'll be getting a little bit out of every case that's sold. And is this going to be a limited time thing or if it sells well, is it something they're going to keep going as a regular thing or to be determined or what? I think it's a to be determined. Um, I'm pretty knowing ECU and knowing their love for the pirates. I'm sure it's going to sell well and I'm sure it's something that R and D is going to keep going. But um, I think it's kind of a wait and see and see how it goes initially. But, um, you know, R and D obviously has their relationship with the hurricanes and storm brew sells like crazy. And then app and wake and, uh, the Durham bull. So they, they're kind of in this market and they kind of know what, what to expect. Who came up with the can design? I really like using the throwback logo from the seventies. Uh, we'll give another shout out to Jarrett. Jarrett Osnick designed, designed the can was a little, with a little help from R and D and kind of some guidelines, but he, uh, he was the one that did most of the can design. You know, there's a, it was interesting, and I don't know if this had anything to do with it, but there is actually a, a commemorative Budweiser can that was put out in the 70s with that same logo on it. I don't, I don't know if you guys realize that. My dad yeah. has that can in his office. Did you guys realize that? Did that have anything to do with choosing that logo? Um, I don't know. I'll give Jared credit and say, yeah, he totally knew about that. And <laughs> that's, that's where he took all the inspiration from. Uh, I thought I, when I saw it, that's immediately what I thought. I said, I wonder if they did that because if it's just a coincidence, it's a cool coincidence. There are yeah, I think Kyle, it is a coincidence, but I could be wrong. I'll get a picture of that next time I'm at my parents' house and uh, put that on our social media. But uh, I believe I'm trying to remember. I believe that it's the the Budweiser logo on, on one side, and then the other side is white, and it has the the pirate logo. That, that Kyle's talking about very similar, you know, the, the vintage mark that we had on our helmets for the Tulsa game in 2019. And, um, and then it says uh, East Carolina university pirates. Yeah. I believe you can find that on a Google search, Bubba. I believe that's how I came across it. Um, so it, it's out there. So that's pretty cool. That, that, anyway, I think it's pretty cool that we're using that same logo, you know, all these years later on another beer can. It's, it's pretty neat. Yeah, it looks like a commemorative can, like we've won the national championship and something, and and you have that. I really like the way that it we, turned we out. We do win the national championship in beer drinking, baby. 
Yeah, <laughs> we are professionals of that. So yeah. I think it's a great marriage. I think uh, R&D Brewing, I appreciate them very much. And I, I'm at, by the way, uh, Justin, I've had people on social media, different places asking, when is it going on sale? They're asking where they can buy it. There were some people I know on message boards, different things they are saying, can we buy it in the, say, in the Bubba's neck of the woods, the western part of the state or Charlotte? You know, the, they're yeah. the pirates in that part of the uh, state. They want to know where they can buy it. Yeah, I know uh, it's scheduled to go on sale late August. Um, you'll start seeing it in stores. Um, I know for sure it's going to hit this eastern part of the state. Um, Carolina Eagle Distributors, who who works out of this part of the state, is the one that's going to be distributing it here. Uh, I'm not exactly sure on what their reach is um, in terms of they're going to get out to the western part of the state. Um, but I think I think the more demand for it is the more it kind of entices the them to figure out the ways to get it out that way yeah if it's, if there's enough call for it they'll, they'll figure out how to uh how to sell it in the western part of the state is it bootlegging if we go to the western part of the state with it in app country <laughs> no <laughs> i love smoking in the vent justin um so you marketing engagement uh fan engagement at east carolina what you know i, I don't know what was talked about before i joined the show I heard it sounded like we were redoing our intro video to you indicated mm-hmm. to be similar to one in the past. I'm assuming it's going mm-hmm. to be the one with the yep. pirate ship coming in and the, uh, you know, all that is what, what I, my assumption would be. Um, but uh, w- what else can we expect new th- this football season at Dottie Ficklin uh, that we haven't seen in the past? Will there be any changes to music? You know, I personally, you know, Pirate Town, I thought was a great addition to our music post game. Mm-hmm. Um, is, is there anything else? Yeah, we're working on something with our music right now. Um, haven't finalized it yet. Um, I'm personally really excited if, if it comes to fruition. Uh, if it does, we'll definitely um, put something out about it. Um, you know, music, I think, is from, from my side, I think it's always the hardest thing because it's a personal preference thing and everybody likes something different. And there is such a wide variety and range of fans that are in that stadium that, you know, at the end of the day, that there's going to be somebody who likes every song we play, and there's going to be somebody that probably hates every it's song got, we play. It's just so, got to rock. It's just got to rock yeah. and get you going. Yeah, nice. we uh, the new sound system. I definitely will say we definitely started to lean into some things with a little more um, bass to them because um, I mean, when we do testing, when it's when it's an empty stadium, I mean it it vibrates that stadium um, in there with that new sound system. So. Uh, music is something we're always trying to stay on top of. And I, I do think if, if what we have planned comes to fruition, I think it's going to be uh, really good for our, our experience in terms of the music. But It's something that um, may or may not happen? Yeah, we're working working through some things and trying to lock something in. So I don't, I don't want to say what it is until we have it because I don't want to get people's hopes up and, and personally my own hopes up. So um, hmm. I do think it'll be something – very positive um for the experience but um we're working on it so i think we're we're close to to finalizing it but um we'll see Interesting. I, had a, I had a question for you as far as uh, we're talking uh, last week about nil concerts and different things is there any plans uh there are people like uh or have been asking about parmalee a couple of years ago for the homecoming mm-hmm. uh, are there any things like that that was a really cool element i know that's something you can't do every time it would kind of like wear out as welcome but is that something you can sprinkle in maybe once a year 
Yeah, we're what we're kind of working on right now from the the concert side of things is um, bringing back some of that live music that goes on in uh, the the Pirate Club area that the Carl and Connie Rogers area pregame because we've got a lot of really positive feedback from from fans just in that area that get to listen to it. But the way that area is is it it gets out there to the you know even if you don't have access to it, it gets out into that tailgate lot. So. Um, I think we're going to try to work on getting some, getting some fans in that area pregame. Um, right now, no plans for, um, for the half times. Um, it's just it is a difficult process, and it is something that takes a lot of planning. and And for me personally, I I do think it wants to be something that is is special, like bringing in a Parmalee and and you know a national act like that um, is a big deal. And and thankfully, with our relationship with Parmalee, that made that. Um, a little more feasible, um, but it's definitely something that's on our radar. It's discussions that we've had of of trying to see how do we bring that back again? What does that look like? But I think on this year, um, in the short term, I think we're looking to try to bring some some concerts and pregame uh, for fans as they tailgate. Justin, can I make a request? Yes, sir. Can we please quit playing all we do is win? I knew you were going to ask that. It is so stupid, uh, generic, and played out. I, I hate it. it. I'm I'm embarrassed. I really but, really embarrassed this crap out of me. I'm like but, I'm ashamed. I'm like, what is this crap? What what would we in 2008? I mean, quit quit just just stop. It's horrible. Well, see, that's the thing. There are people that really. That's what he was talking about, though. That's the problem. Yeah, those it's like people doing are lame. Way. The people that like it are lame. But that's the thing. There, there, there's more than one opinion. No. And that's the thing. no yes, there it's is. It's yes. horrible. It's horrible. Yeah. Now, it, uh, Kyle, what do you think have... about getting down in a pirate town? Because uh, it's awesome. Getting down in a pirate town <laughs> is awesome. People, I, I think that, that, that makes people sense. That like. That's unique. Re- that's unique to the, East Carolina. The reason, the, of course it is. The, the reason I brought that up, Justin, is because that was something that uh, – the Kyle, and then you know, to give credit, uh, Johnny Gardner as well. And uh, Johnny Gardner had said that uh, to me as well bef- before um, Eric Ward and, and the staff back at the time, I guess, is the ones that put that into action. Pirates getting down to Pirate Town? But what about people that don't Correct. like it, though? Well, well let, let's tell the true story on that. I'm sure Medor won't mind. I, uh, I, 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 I said, damn it, I, I, you know, I'm so tired of not hearing getting down to Pirate Town East Carolina game. So I sent it to Medor. I said, Medor, get this to Eric Ward. And uh, since, since he submitted it to Eric Ward instead of Kyle from LaGrange, we added it to the repertoire. But uh, I, uh, I, I will take full credit for that. But, uh, yeah, I Kyle, hate all you, we do. You, Kyle, you learned a great lesson is when you get Brian Medor to do something, shit, shit gets done. When Brian Meter puts his head <laughs> onto it, um, <laughs> but I would I will let you know is that all I do is win is a constant conversation here, um, <laughs> whether or not we continue to play it or not. Um, I always go back to because it's it's the same thing as I know people don't like living on a prayer, but I oh, live on a prayer. Great, thing, that's great. But I get pe- but my thing on my side of things in the engagement side is people engage with all I do is win still to this day. But, even if you go to non, even if you go to non ECU games, I've been at Carolina hurricanes games where they play it. And that part where ECU yeah. gets chanted, even in PNC arena, it gets chanted. So um, it is a, it is, I will tell you though, it is a conversation that comes up <laughs> a lot. Um, so, so I'm not the only one that think, dislikes it. No, you are not. Don't think that we are ignoring you. We hear your opinion. Um, <laughs> And and we we are listening. 
Okay, uh, good. I don't know if I don't know if it's time to retire it yet, but the it is a conversation being had. We're not ignoring you. Well, let's just bring about who who let the dogs out, and uh, maybe we can do Mambo Number Five. And <laughs> yeah, I see. I know what I'm. I'm going to play all this music this year just to piss Kyle off. That's <laughs> yeah. now now Justin. Yeah. Hey Justin, back in like '96 uh, or whatever, Macarena was really big. I, oh, like God. being a DJ, right? Throw in Macarena yeah. for me. Because that song just like I had to play that song over and over as a DJ on air and doing mobile like private events. And so let's play Macarena and uh, what about Gangnam Style? Um, I I got a real, I got a real suggestion. uh, One that uh, I've always thought would be bad. I've never heard it played in any football game, and I've always thought it would be such a cool song for a football game. Uh, Don't tread on me by Metallica. Um, Okay. just, just check out, check, check that song out. The build up to it, the lyrics. I mean, I, I think it would just be so appropriate for East Carolina football. I will put it on my my two listen to list. How many? Uh, there you go. That's her. Uh, that's actually Justin's fiance, by the way. Alyssa says some of my best memories are screaming that song, and so she. Uh, I I, sh- I assure you, Kyle. I'm sure she has so, so, more. So Alyssa, than you. Alyssa, uh, your your fiance likes it, but. Uh, I almost kind of got. I'm not sure, Justin. Where do you stand on it? It depends on the day, to be honest. <laughs> if we win, obviously, you know. It, it, yeah. <laughs> no, we don't. You know no, what, yeah, I, please. Yeah, don't play it when we lose. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm joking. I'm I promise joking, you. I'm joking. I promise you, I will never play it when we lose. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it it comes and goes. But you know, I will say it brings good, good memories. When I hear all I do is win, it means that. Something good happened today. No, no, that's so. right. That is true. It, it does bring up positive memories. Look, and be honest with you, and I'm being honest. Yeah, if if the majority likes it, then it should stay. I, I yeah. just, I, I don't like <laughs> Midor. <laughs> See, now I'm gonna, I'm gonna get this now from both sides. Uh, there you go, so, Midor. So thanks, Kyle. Kyle. I, I appreciate it. Now I'm gonna have to. Midor's gonna walk in here tomorrow, and he's gonna tell me how that song sucks. <laughs> and I'm gonna go home here in a second, and I'm gonna hear how great it is. So. Midor is the, the best man. The, the, the thing, the thing about it is, it's not that the song. It's just. It's so I don't like generic. I don't like things mm-hmm. that everybody else does. That's why I love getting down in the pirate town because it's us. It, you know, and yeah. living on the prairie, you could argue that it's generic, but I, I like the sing along factor. Um, right. Yeah. It's we, an we, element of the game that it's been a tradition that I don't want to get rid of uh, living on a prayer because the great thing yeah. about it, you're trying to, what I was going to say is like a wedding. You're trying to please people that are very, very young to very, very old in one stadium, one setting. It's the same way with a wedding. If you're a DJ and mm-hmm. you do weddings, um, people are going to be mad if you play really old music. People yeah. are going to be mad. If you play new music, uh, Alyssa said, Midor is old school. We're here for the new pirates. All we do is, how old is your fiance, Justin? 27. Okay, all we do is when came out when she was like seven years old. Um, I'm- <laughs> yeah, I think it became, I, I do think it became a thing, though, probably around when she was in school here. So, okay. um, the, the yeah. first time, Kyle, correct me if I'm wrong, but. I want to say the first time I remember hearing that played. 2010. Yeah, it was, it was 2010. I, and yeah, I just remember it, you know, it took off when, when we upset NC State. Yep. Uh, and yeah. w- w- was it a thing when we when we beat Tulsa on the Hail Mary? Or, you know, I, or, I don't know. I, I, or was it that think, state game where we won with Mag's pick of Russell Wilson and, think, then, and then I, Coach I, Ruff was taking part in it? I think they were playing it after that Tulsa game, Bubba. 
but it really caught it really caught hold um, after the uh, the NC State game, and Ruffin was out there dancing before he lost weight, and people love that. And uh, I think that's when it uh, really really took hold was in was in 2010. Um, so I uh, no, and I, I do think the song is is overplayed garbage. But if the majority likes it, then it should stay. Um, I'll, I'll tell you what, and then we'll we'll change subjects. Um, if you go on YouTube, you can find a clip from 2011 from the ECU-UCF game where we played Kiss, Rock and Roll All Night Party every day, and the crowd mm-hmm. was singing along with it, and like they would stop it and the crowd would sing along. Uh, so that might be one you want to look into mm-hmm. bringing back in the repertoire yeah. because it had great crowd interaction. Yeah, we, uh, we've had discussions about some, some different ways where we can kind of recreate that living on a prayer type feel where um, we get some singing along because, you know, I, I do think that's, you know, that kid, you know, our job is to keep people engaged in that two and a half, three minutes, whatever that timeout is, and keep them from sitting there and staring at their phone and texting and checking Twitter and whatever. And, you know, I think those are sort of those kind of things. So, um, you know, any kind of those karaoke type songs and things that we're trying to figure out ways to in, embed into the game and, but not also, I don't want us to be doing karaoke every, every time out. So. Hold on. Hey, Bubba, I was going to mention to Justin, uh, major kudos. I love the live look-ins. I love, um, I know that we can get like scores on the phone, you know, but mm-hmm. I like how you have the scores up. Um, and I'm hoping to see more of those uh, for, for the games. So like throughout the game, because yes, I love that's the something scores. Yeah. that's really yeah. cool. It gives you somebody and, and you have like people beside you. Did you hear about the, whatever game it is and they're like are you kidding me they're getting blown out and they're top 10 top to 15 team and so the people around you it gives them something to talk about and something you to talk about but that's just something that i've noticed the last two or three years that we've started to do the live look-ins and we started to do more of the scores again i hope we can keep that up and add more that is definitely in the uh in the plans for this year uh will bailey who um works on our video staff he's the one that runs video boards um on game days and he's been working all summer on on tweaks and different things to continue to make that that thing better and i know live look-ins and scores are two things that are i think in those in those conversations so any any new uh any new food vendors that we know of um you know I I have, hey i was gonna say justin i've got a friend of mine if i can talk to you off air i've been trying to get up with uh, a person over there but i don't know if it's you but i'm trying to he wants to be a food vendor so um, if possible, but I don't want to say the person's yeah. name because I didn't ask yeah. him, obviously, and I don't want to put yeah, you on the spot. We, we can talk off air. I don't know if there's any new um, um, vendors scheduled for this year. Um, Airmark our concessions, and then JJ McLam and the operations staff, they kind of manage all the, the concession sides of things. Right. Um, but I do know that, you know, after last year, concessions is something that we're continuing to try to improve and make sure that, you know, because I do think it's like I told you, I took a year off in, in between there. And, you know, I I don't ever – everything that I hear about the fan experience is secondhand for me because I don't generally get to experience it. So I did spend that one year away, and I was still coming to games. And uh, I now understand the frustration that people have in the, in the concession lines. Um, so we're working on improving those and continuing to keep those short. But – any chance uh, of, of doing the old school thing where people walk around with drinks, pop popcorn, peanuts in the stands and, and sell them that way? I thought about uh, that a couple I, weeks ago. Yeah, I think that 
from what I've been told for the NC State game, they they were like we had them ready to go. Um, and specifically the water people, um, there was so much demand for water. They couldn't, they didn't ever even make it up the steps. They were getting sold out before they even, even got to the steps. So um, it is definitely something that we, you know, I don't know if that's going to be something they're going to bring in this year, um, okay. but. I had an idea also, uh, Justin, with speaking of concessions last year, I know I told Ryan Robinson, but. I was at uh, Bank of America, and they actually have where you buy a oh, yeah. big plastic cup for like nine, ten dollars, mm-hmm. and yeah. then you get so you buy the cup, and then they have like all throughout the stadium they have like like if you go to a fast food restaurant where you go up and you see mm-hmm. the you know, Coke products or actually yeah. in this case Pepsi products for yeah. DCU obviously, yeah. and you can uh, fill it up as much as you want. I think that's a way that we could uh, keep the line down, and you're getting the. How many people are really going to get a couple refills? They probably will just get that one. You get 10 bucks out of it. Yeah. I I know uh, there's probably some people who like to sneak some contraband in that would really appreciate being able to get their Pepsis and diet Pepsis and Sprites um, as much as possible. Um, But I don't know if that's, that's something that's been discussed. Um, I do know that's kind of the, one of the limitations right now with Dottie Thicklin is just the, the space that we have, um, you know, we don't really have anywhere else to expand things to and add new concession stands and things like that. So we're always trying to be creative in how to do those things. But is there any way um, we can make the, the, the concourse area more visually appealing? It's, it's so drab. Down that's there. one of my, mm-hmm. that's part of my better lighting paint. Yeah. Um, I know that that's also been a discussion of uh, potentially putting banners or things like that. Um, down there to kind of yeah, showcase graphics, the history. Yeah. yeah. Yes, so yes. Um, another thing that's that's on the discussion board, and you know, I think we would all around here love if we could do every idea that came to mind. Um, the banners know, down there is recognizing players, bowls, mm-hmm. etc. That's a really good idea. That that would only, that not only make it look better. You know, it, it would be something for you know somebody who like a Marshall fan, for example, to yeah. learn more about our history. Well, Marshall may not be a good example. They probably know our history pretty well, but you get the gist. Um, yeah, for sure. I, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. And it's been pretty much the same. There has been some changes, but the uh, that concourse area has been the same since, like, I've been going to games since 86. It's ugly. And it hasn't changed. So that's one thing, a part of my post-Pirates Unite, I really want a, some upgrades to the stadium, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think that those of us that love Pirate football, that, and speaking of the game day experience um, that we would really like, but that's just, uh, well, I know it takes money. Not, that's not very expensive either. That's that's kind of along the lines of, you know, with the with the weight room and the Murphy's, you kind of the stuff when Gilbert first got here, he did to kind of make things look a little better with, with graphics and banners and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't take a lot of money, and uh, it, yeah. it really improves the look a lot, I think, or could improve the look a lot. Now, Justin, uh, you, you've certainly been very generous with your time, and yes. we we really appreciate it. Before we let you go, did want to get a basketball question or two in with yep. the with the momentum that Mike Schwartz and staff have been able to create, and a lot of excitement uh, throughout the summer months for Pirate basketball, and that's definitely not always been the case, uh, yeah. you know. And, and and with that being the case, you know, something I shared with you earlier, you know, my local minor league team. It's something they do is what they call Winning Wednesday, uh, where mm-hmm. if you're at the game on a Wednesday 
and the Cannonballers win, then you can take that ticket stub to the ticket office and get a free concourse pass for the for the next game. Now I'm certainly not pushing for free, but maybe yeah. a reduce, maybe a half price ticket for the next home game or something of that nature. Yeah, we definitely um, we definitely try to look at you know the way to do promotions and the hard thing with single games and sales is we, you know, we have to protect the value of the season ticket. Um, so every time we discount a single game ticket, you're, you're reducing the value of a season ticket. Right. Um, and something that I talked about at the beginning is, you know, with the season ticket holder is the lifeblood of the program. So we don't want to get to the point where people aren't buying season tickets because it ends up being cheaper to, you know, you can go to 10 of 18 games or whatever it is for, you know, less than a whole season ticket. And, you know, they're still getting all the games they want and whatever. So we're always very um, calculated in how much we're discounting tickets and, and doing sales because, you know, I do understand that, you know, going to an event here is not always um, cheap. Um, and it's, you know, it is a big commitment to um, to come to a game, especially when you start talking about families and, and you know, three and four and five. Um, so, you know, we always do appreciate that people are buying because, you know, we do know that they're spending their hard earned money, but, um, you know, we're always talking about how to, you know, how do we get more people into the games without, you know, devaluing the season ticket for those who are committing to the entire year. And I don't know if we've done this before. You probably have, but you talk about devaluing season tickets, so discounting tickets, you know, you want to do it on a limited basis. Um, and you mentioned families, um. Uh, we, uh, what about family four packs where you buy four tickets at a discounted yeah. price? So we'll do, we've done them a couple years here in the past and um, generally that will be one of those weekend non-conference games and we'll do some combination of, is it four for 40 or um, we've done the past where it's, you get a concession voucher in there and whatever. So we kind of dabble in those and, um, and, you know, it's usually one non-conference weekend game a year, but, right. um, you know, those four, those family packs are definitely something that we, you know, we keep our eyes on and, and figure out a good, a good date for those. And then, you know, around the holidays is usually the good time for, for getting a deal from us. Cause we'll usually do $8 single game tickets for those games around, around Christmas too. That's so, awesome. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's, it's great to see the number of fans that come out and, you know, I think some of it is, oh. you know, families are, 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 ran out of things to do by the time December 28th comes around. They need something to get out of right. the house or get away from their in-laws or whatever it is. And they're like, oh, well, I'll spend whatever it takes to get out. And, but, um, you know, we always do have pretty good crowds around those those Christmas games, which is which is key for us because, you know, when students aren't there, um, we need to fill that lower bowl somehow. Justin, before we let you go, we have uh, Medor in the green room. Do you have a funny Brian Medor story? Because I'm sure he may have one about you, but, uh, but we love Medor, so I would love I, to – <laughs> um, all I ask is that you don't ask me to tell stories because that's that's where things get dangerous. Um, I'm only gonna say positive things about Meter, so then maybe he keeps all the bad stories to himself. But um, you know, there are a few people. You know, what Brian Meter does is very unsung, and he does a great job for us. And he he does that coaches show every week, and you know, he's up till because I'm the one who has to prove his time card. He's here till four or five a.m. Yep. wrapping up that TV show to get it get it on air for for Sunday morning so he does a phenomenal job and you know he he's a, a somebody that is of great value to ECU so um, yep. Midor I hope now that I said nice things and I lied on on live <laughs> on live video that you don't tell any of the bad stories 
Hey, Justin, Midor is such a great storyteller. Why, why do you think we have him on the show? <laughs> I, listen, I, there's there's few things I enjoy more than going to have a beer with Midor because the stories are always the stories are endless with him. So, no question about it, Justin. Uh, how can people follow you on like Twitter and uh, that, and also? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, Twitter's the probably the best way to follow me. It's uh, at j b e h r eleven twenty eight on Twitter. Um, kind of lot, kind of slowed on my Twitter game, but maybe I'll bring it back this upcoming season. But uh, that's the easiest way to follow me. Um, if you ever have any, you know, ideas or you know, comments or concerns, uh, my email is uh, behrj17 at ecu.edu. Um, so I'm always open to hearing ideas. Um, you know, I, I I'm one of those people too. Is that there's no idea is a bad idea because sometimes. With a little bit of a tweak, a bad idea can turn into a really good idea. So uh, don't tell uh, me there's no bad ideas. I'll email you constantly with bad ideas just to aggravate you. Okay, Kyle, I'll tell you when you have bad ideas. How about that? Okay, hey, wet t-shirt should... contest at halftime. Can you make it happen, Justin? I would love to do a wet t-shirt contest at halftime, oh but I don't God. think there's some. I don't think there's some people out there that would really approve of that. Um, so it's always funny. People, I always. Yeah, here's the kicker. About... I'm gonna enter it. <laughs> that, that's a there, great way there might be some there i i that might be a good place for me to end uh, yeah exactly. i don't have i don't have a response to that um, so. <laughs> uh, by the way i think a good idea would be getting uh get rid of the song uh getting down in a pirate town but that's just me. i noted really we're gonna, make sure, that, we're gonna really? make sure that happens this year <laughs> i'm just i'm just i'm trying to get kyle riled up justin thank you so much yeah, man i enjoyed yeah, it i appreciate, appreciate it you. yep have a good night I'm totally joking, Kyle. I love that song. I mean, so. your 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 boys, Florida Georgia Line, and uh, I do they, love Florida they, Georgia they, Line. They, they co-sing in that, and they're horrible. That's the only way I can tolerate them. They're, look look who's here. It's the Ladies one and, and all. Gentlemen. It's Brian Medor. <laughs> Brian Medor. I'm waiting. So, yeah. I'm waiting for Justin to take me. Please don't. Please don't tell any stories. Please don't so, tell any he, stories. Medor. Medor. Medor's got breaking news. He's going to tell us who the new play-by-play voice is. Go ahead, Medor. You just had him on, Justin Bear. Oh wow! Oh wow! Wow! Well, there you go. Yeah. We got hey, Meter, uh, Kyle just went JT there for a minute. He called you. He called you Meter. Meter. <laughs> <laughs> JT Meter. You gonna put that on TV, right? You remember the bouncing the ball in the trash can thing? Yeah. <laughs> well, what a great way to start. Uh, speaking of play-by-play uh, voice, obviously losing Jeff Charles. Uh, I know how people that don't know you. Uh, you are like, I don't know, many people that bleed purple and gold more than you do. And then having somebody like Jeff Charles and Brian Bailey, two guys that didn't go to school here, how they're, they're legends and how much I think of them over the years. And you're another person who has put up with me. And you look at, uh, speaking of Jeff Charles, the play-by-play voice uh, thing, uh, it's, it's going to be like, it's going to be really tough because you have a legend like him. Do you have some Jeff Charles stories? Um, oh. to talk about. I know you've got five million. Is there one of your favorites you can from your greatest hits? You know what? You it's, I've got a bunch of them. But there was there was one that was funny, and and um, Justin knows about this. By the way, Justin, I absolutely adore that dude. He's uh, he's great. We're so we were so lucky to get him back. I was so excited when he. I went and had dinner with him one night, and I threatened him, and uh, <laughs> I said, "We need you, man." Anyway, and he's he's been back, and he's absolutely terrific. And you know how hard it is to have his job. And I'll get to Jeff in just a second. But I thought about this when I was listening to all your questions. You got great ideas and questions. Justin gets them all day long, and then Justin gets to go and sit in front of somebody who's already decided the answer is no before he even asks the question. So <laughs> that's that's the tough job that he has, and I, I wouldn't want it. And I, 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 he's always got a great attitude. And and um, but with uh, Jeff Charles, I, Jeff 
is a, he was a machine concert professional, all the things you've ever heard. But for whatever reason, we would shoot the coaches show on, um, for the basketball uh, stuff. It was, I think Lebo was here at the time and we had just built the, um, the practice facilities. Right. Right. So, so, so Jeff would call me up and say, man, Hey, I'm down here. I'm like, okay, I'll be down in just a sec. Um, I'm on my way. So I get down to the practice facility. I'm sitting there waiting, waiting, waiting. So I call Jeff back. Say, hey, Jeff, where are you? He said, well, I'm in the practice facility. So I'm like, no, you're not. I'm, I'm in it. He's not in here. So I just on a hunch, I walk over to the women's side. He's over there in the women's gym. And so and that, you don't think that's that big. Of, it's, it's, it's funny. But then I'm like, all right, well, that won't happen again. It happened like 10 more times. I kept having to go down there to get Jeff. And that guy had a steel trap. He, he remembered every Very, single yeah. thing that would come up. But for some reason, that, those private facilities, he just always wanted to go to the women's gym. You know, the basketball wasn't as bad over there at the time. So maybe that had something to do with it. But, you know, I, I could I could go on all night talking about Jeff. I miss that guy. He's a he's a machine um, physically. Uh, he was impressive. The, the to lose him like that was it was stunning to all of us. And, you know, Brian yeah. Bailey and I have, have reflected on it many a day because I've always joked with Bailey about being, you know, your TV's version of Jeff Charles. You know, we, you've been here for a long time. You're excellent at what you do. People, by and large, like you. Um, and, you know, Jeff uh, had the presence he had. And Bailey and them kind of – they got here around the same time and have been – they've seen a lot of great stuff, and they endure a lot of bad stuff. But they always showed up at work. Great attitude. Bailey, you can't keep Bailey down. He's like – sports to him, he's like a kid on Christmas morning every single day. And um, it's to be admired. I I love that dude. He's, he's a close friend, as Jeff was. And – um, you know, we gotta we gotta keep uh we gotta keep Bailey around a lot longer. Cause I don't think I can stand losing my my two favorites like that. So. No, I, I had a question for you also. What's that? Uh, so we we uh we're not gonna replace a legend like Jeff Charles. I'm not gonna put you on the spot to ask you who you want, but I will ask this question, the generically speaking, so you won't lose your job or get you in trouble. So we can't. Way, I don't know. I don't know who it is. You can't. No, get no, me no, in no, trouble. no. I no, purposely I said I don't want to. <laughs> no, 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 not that. I'm not asking you that question. <laughs> My question is, what are you looking for in a play-by-play voice? Because you know what, Jeff Charles really set the standard. We're not asking, and I will say to be fair, we're not asking anyone to replace a legend. You're not going to replace Jeff Charles. Mm-hmm. He's special, and he has a special place in Pirate Nation. But what are you looking for, Brian Meador? What are you looking for for that next play-by-play voice? To, to bridge the gap. When you saw earlier when Alyssa was, you know, when she was putting, making her comments about, you know, I'm old school, she's new school. This new person needs to create his own legend moving forward. And I think the most important thing that he can do is embrace um, the young generations that are coming along, but not alienate the older ones who, you know, we kind of gotten used to hearing Jeff Charles, you know, for a long time now. And we're not saying you have to be like Jeff Charles, but um, whoever it is, they need to embrace both sides, like the old school and whatever new stuff, because, you know, Jeff Charles was not on social media. He, he just, he was never going to do it. That's not, wasn't his thing. Um, not consistently of, of any time. You know, he didn't have a Twitter page. He was constantly like Justin having so much fun with, but um, uh, so whoever the new guy is has to embrace. That's what I want to see. Whoever it is, is going to embrace the young crowd like Alyssa. And then like uh, people like me, I want to be able to say, Hey, you know what? I didn't have to wait 10 minutes for you to say the score. I appreciate that. That's a pet peeve of mine. I'm driving in the car. If I haven't heard the score every two minutes, I've already forgotten. I'm old. So I need the score. It drives me crazy. When I can't stand it. Yeah, that's um, my, yep. And, uh, you know, something I would, I would say, and I, I think uh, Matt Semenza said it best. Um, pirate fans are going to recognize, you know, Jeff Charles didn't retire. He passed away. 
So he, he didn't go out on his own terms. It's not like he retired and, and then and we're replacing him. He passed away. So you, you, you got big shoes to fill. Whoever takes that, that spot is going to be critiqued. And I think Semenza said it best. If you're fake and you don't come across as genuine, Pirate fans are going to rip you apart. Yeah, that. Yeah, you're 100 right. Okay. That fake it till you make it line does not apply in in Pirate Nation. No, we'll we'll know it. We'll see. It'll be like blood in the water. You, you better come with your game. You know. Yeah. Not only but, that, but also the fact that Brian, I, I was uh, I was telling someone today when they were asking me about it, I said, you know, you're going to have to. They need that person needs to be out in the community 100%. learning about. Yep. You know, Greenville, they need to be doing a lot of different charity events, the speaking engagements, every way that they can shake hands, hug babies, whatever you want to say. But they need to be doing a lot of that because Jeff uh, from the media side and Medor, I, I know you know this, but the guys, I think I told the story when he passed away. Uh, when I first met Jeff in 1996, first in radio, he, um, I was told his nickname was One Take Charles. The guy could cut a commercial in one take yep. and it was perfect every single time if you didn't like jeff it would probably get on your nerves because he was that good but the, what made him so great was not only the professional side but the personal side in fact i wanted to put this up our dear friend that you know alan vick oh, so jeff was great such guy. a class act he called me one day back when i was engineering ecu baseball and said can you meet me at hooters obviously i said sure when i got there he gave me a gift card and a pirate sports network polo and thanked me for my hard work engineering baseball and it was uh, was very complimentary and just a sweet guy. He didn't have to do that, but he did. And I'll always be so appreciative of Jeff's kindness. And that's so true. He he did a lot of that kind of stuff, uh, many examples. But um, we're going to well, personally. Mi- I, I'll give you a, a a story. You know, my wife she passed away in 2018 of breast cancer, and Jeff was he found out he was over here maybe an hour after he found out in my house. You know, I had a lot of, a lot of people come through, and you know that's a weird time. You don't know you weren't. Well, we knew she was sick. We didn't expect it to happen the day that it did. So it was right. kind of a surprise. But Jeff was here. Jeff had been working um, to, you know, try to help Kim with the ins and outs of outs of going through uh, chemo. And the the neuropathy was so bad in the legs and the hands and those <laughs> the things that he was giving her advice along the way. And so that's when we really came a lot closer than we had been uh, previously. But I got nothing but love uh, for him, him and his family. I'm, you know, Deborah's doing well from you know the few times I've interacted with her and. You know, he's a loss. And, and uh, to your point about uh, this person getting out in the community, uh, that's what, those are the things Brian Bailey does. He yes. he's, he's the mayor of Greenville. You know, <laughs> when my um, um, I just got remarried this year and I had my current wife when we were riding around. She's like, oh, my gosh, you know, everybody's like, no, I don't. What do you get with Bailey? It's unbelievable. <laughs> you can't go five feet without somebody stopping him. He's got that whole, <laughs> he's got the one in there and keeps on going about his business. And it's so funny to watch the, the number of people from all signs of life. And the first question we usually ask each other is, did you know who that was? Oh, I don't know who that was. <laughs> Somebody who's been watching you for 35 years. Yeah, it's Kyle from Grange. Hey, Kyle's a legend now. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, man, we, we, uh, we joke about Kyle a lot. And it's all, it's all, yay. Thank you for all you've done. <laughs> uh, I, pre- I appreciate that, Midor. And I, you know, I wanted to comment on Jeff Charles. I don't know Brian Bailey that well, but uh, I obviously, you know, grew up watching Bailey on WNCT and uh, have a lot of respect for him, particularly. I always think about Friday Night Football when I think of Brian Bailey. But yeah. uh, J- Jeff reached out to me um, when he found mm-hmm. out I had colon cancer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that meant a lot to me. Um, talked to him about his battle. And you mentioned the neuropathy with chemo. Let me tell you something. That's a real thing. Baby. You know it, buddy. Uh, yeah. I'm dealing with it right now. Every day I come home from work and I can't feel my feet. Yep. Um, so it, uh, it's a real thing. And I, you know, losing Jeff was, 
you know, we had the same thing, you know, we both battled colon cancer. And, um, so just, just, you know, I don't want to be a downer, but the fact that he beat it twice and he was stage four, any, right. I don't think people, people forgot it. He, he it had bad. half his lung removed. He, yes, it, it exactly. spread to his lungs. Yeah. When you're stage four, they never say you're cancer free. They say you're NED. That's right. And, and you know, and, and he was, he was thriving. And so to lose him from a heart attack was just the biggest bunch of bullshit ever. Yeah. And, um, he, you know, but I will say this cancer didn't get him. Nope. So that's one no, thing I, I will say is, uh, he will, you know, he didn't go, go out of his own terms. Very few of us do, but yeah, he, he did get the flip cancer off in the end that didn't get him. He sure did. So. Yeah, we're, we and that, that's one thing, Midor, that I, w- I was going to ask you how crazy it's going to be. You know, I'm used to seeing Ryan Bailey, you, there's a lot of people that there. It's kind of like a, with the media for Media Day coming up um, next month. It's kind of like a fraternity, and we get to yeah. see each other um, definitely Media Day and maybe sometimes more with different things, but we're all together. Um, what is that going to be like for you? I've, I've been thinking about that a lot over the last couple of weeks. It just dawned on me. There's no Jeff Charles this year. And it's not because I knew that it was coming up in the next couple of years. I didn't know exactly when that he would retire. And, you know, then I, I thought about that, man, we're going to have days without Jeff Charles. I can't listen to him. He's not going to be at media day anymore, but to have it, you know, happen, like you said, back in February where we lost him through a tragic death is, totally different and now we have august rolling around media day mm-hmm. um it's going to be totally different a different feel there'll be a big void in there for sure i'll tell bailey to be extra loud but you know, <laughs> uh, jeff when he would go over to the side and you know he would interview somebody you know jeff you listen to his voicemail when he he turns that 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 amazing uh instrument of his on when he would turn it on you heard it and you heard it throughout the press box or the, or the media room or wherever we were you know you could hear it so, uh, I, I mean, I, st- I still pick up my phone and go to call him. I mean, obviously, uh, anybody who's lost somebody. But, you know, you know, when I lost my wife, that was different because we, we talked all day. Whereas Jeff, I need, I need him for something. I want to call him. I'm like, hey, we're not here to find out. Well, I can't call him. Dang it. You know, and it, those, those moments are the ones that I'm going to be uh, thinking about when I walk out and up there and over to the left where he used to sit at that table and he would get the players one-on-one. It's going to be vacant. It's going to be empty. It's going to be a void that, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't, I'm I, whoever this new person is when they come in, you know, hopefully they, they may have had a chance to meet Jeff. I would assume I, the candidates at the list I've seen, I would hope so. But um, that person maybe can understand how big his legend is. Exactly. So you aren't, don't try too hard. Just go be you the best you can. And, and let's get on down the road with, you know, the new voice, you know, well, we know a couple of guys on that list will uh, understand it more than others. hundred percent true. <laughs> well, you and I, yeah. We, we talked about that. Before. Yeah. I, uh, um, we, we, we had this discussion about how the uh, video archives at East Carolina are, are, are non-existent. And uh, you know, um, how are the audio archives or Jeff's calls available from uh, over the nineties and all here's, here's, here's what the kicker is on that. Um, not for us, but for whoever, whoever our partner was, our media partner before it was play fly, it was Learfield. Learfield right. has all the games and I don't know where they, they all archived the ones he did throughout the years. And before that was IMG, before that was ISP sports. Before that you'd have to find them on a reel somewhere because the you know, until when, when we went digital, we had already picked up ISP Sports, so then everything right. became digital, and that's that's where all those archives. Are. I do know this: when we were doing the uh, tribute stuff, um, the the Hintons now on Interbanks Media, mm-hmm. they have the archive of every game he did over the last two years. So 
But as far as ECU goes, if I don't keep it, I don't know where, I don't know who's going to have it. Yeah, that's one thing that with our fan base, you know, with uh, Kyle, in fact, the very first game I covered, Midor, he's trying to find, and that's the 97 the, Wake Forest game. I can yeah. not second find game of the season. Of that yeah. Been looking for that for years. I know. There's um, got to be somebody that has that game. Well, Kyle bailed us out when we were doing the, the throwbacks. Remember the yeah, uh, during COVID? Yeah. yeah, he gave us several games that we needed to, that we actually recouped a lot of that money we lost for advertising. We were able to use that stuff. Um, so yeah. Kyle did his part to help uh, Learfield at the time. Right yeah, and I, I need I, I got I need me and um oh god I can't think of his name the screen name on, on the message board Pirate Treasure NC. Uh we both have a massive collections. This is bigger than mine, and we need to take the time to upload them to YouTube. Uh Bubba's dad has a given the me door. Um <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll give them well if I give them the I don't know if if, if they can can you guys do that? Can you can you can you put archive uh-huh. Yeah, so I, that's what I was thinking. We, we, we can't, we can't so we don't own the rights to a lot of this right. stuff. So I've been flagged several times when I've loaded stuff on YouTube. And yeah, they, 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 they tend to, if it's a fan that does it, they tend to ignore you as long right. as you do it the right way. Right. So, so um, I do know there was, a, there um, for a while, like, could, because well, you've got like, all kinds of, you've got VHS tapes, you've got multiple you know, DVDs. Um, I, I, it would like, that, that's one of those things where I've talked about it and it, the season comes, it goes, and we don't address it. And anything from about 2010 on, we're gold. We have. It's the stuff that I want to see, I want to find. Like, I, I may have mentioned this the last time I was on when um, back in the day you were talking about the wet T-shirt contest. You guys remember the bikini contest? Yeah. 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 Trop was yes, Tropicana or whatever it was. Yeah. You mean, you mean yeah. Bailey don't have that, like, archived at WCC? See, man, I, this, is, this is probably about uh, 10 years ago. I went looking through there trying to find – I I remember when um uh like I said my late wife Kim she was in that contest and uh, one of the years and I wanted to find it it was either ninety two or ninety three it was right after the Peach Ball I remember the ballpark of it and we were all just great friends back then and by gosh if I didn't go up there and find it and I surprised her <laughs> and I uh, had it ready for her. and she held her own she didn't win but she held her own it was it was uh, it was a lot of fun to go back but it was an old beta tape beta SP oh so wow wow I had to find somebody who had a beta SP deck. One of the guys who happens to work with us now, Mike Miles, great guy. He has a whole setup in his house, and so yeah, like, well, beta was a better format than VHS. One hundred percent was, yeah, Monopoly. Quality. Yeah, v- I had VHS Monopoly. We had a we had a beta machine. At, uh, the very first v, uh, VCR I had was beta because the the guy that was working as a reporter down the street, uh, a reporter from Channel Eleven, told us that beta was way better. And beta, when it first started out, you know, they had more copies. But then it just seems like all of a sudden VHS just blew by it, and then all of a yeah, sudden it I got. Think, a, uh, I want to say they they there was a monopoly. I want to say was that Matt, you could Google it, but I think VHS went in and gobbled up everybody who's purchasing or buying or whatever it was that the delivery systems are right. providing the. They may have just been cheaper. I don't remember. My yeah, father that, had that was the big part of it. It was a cheaper a cheaper yeah. format, and and uh, and uh, but beta was better quality, and then um, the original longer. Yeah, yes, they didn't come up with the extended play and the super long play VHS tapes until the mid-80s. Originally, you can only record for two hours on VHS tapes. It was like five and a half hours. I don't know why I remember that. You got got some people out there listening around, what is the VHS tape? (laughs) (laughs) You're right. Beta? Huh? What is that? Exactly. But things are coming back, you know, LPs, and and now actually cassettes are popular. Now, I gave away a whole bunch of cassettes. I didn't think they would ever be valuable. But people are starting to collect cassettes again. It's crazy. I don't you know, know why the people, they would. Well, people want physical media. They Same. they they listen to things digitally, but they they 
they want to own physical media and CDs or, or too recent and still being made. So they, they like the idea of owning vinyl. You know, they're selling vinyl at Walmart now. So, yeah, you know, everywhere. Uh, yeah. Oh, by I, the way, Kyle, uh, Don't Tread on Me, fantastic choice on a song. That's a great song. Don't Tread on Me, all about Metallica. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, man, it's a I, good song. Yeah, so it's, great, get, it's a great football song. I've always yeah. thought so. I mean, it, you know, the, 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 my, if I was in charge of the music, and this is nothing against, um, against, um, oh, I'm Justin. Justin, thank you. Um, nothing against Justin because, you know, he's trying to please everybody. But uh, if I was in charge of music in East Carolina, it would it would be totally different. Uh, we, yeah. we, we, it, I can imagine. <laughs> it's and like Brian, if we and had... by the way, Brian Bailey knows who you are very well. He uh, he spent many a night on the fifth quarter laughing his butt off at you. So, well, yeah. I, you know, I met I met Bailey. I just don't know him well, so I don't like yeah. to say I know people unless I actually know. No, him. You're not a name dropper. I know. I'll do it yeah. for you. Well, uh, speaking it. of Bailey, one of my memories, early memories of Bailey is uh, he and Morgan Ehlers. You remember when they did the Bud Light tailgate show? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, they were so good. The two of them were just, oh, my <laughs> yeah. God. I, I told funny. Bubba that in August of one year, I would like to have both of them back on together. I know they're still obviously very good friends. Oh, yeah. Maybe you can come on, but I would love to have them because the two of them together, one of my favorite parts was when they talked about food and all of a sudden people listened to the radio for <laughs> on 94.3 back then and 98.3. They all of a sudden these people were coming plates of ribs. Yeah, and all yeah. stuff. They, they were begging for <laughs> food. Over to Bailey. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I just had them over to the house on Saturday, and um, I'm actually uh, Morgan. If you get Morgan on and ask him about it, we're all bruised up because um, after a few libations, um, uh, Morgan wanted to challenge me in a belly flop contest. And I'm like, look at me. I don't have a chance at you, but I'll, I'll tell you this, man. I gave it my all. I'm all bruised up. So's he. And uh, <laughs> we we went out there and and um slapped our bellies for a good better part of an hour and it uh i held my own against that guy i'm telling you we tie we called it a tie Captain for me that's morgan. a win you morgan's a big dude yes you know, he is. He, he's got that wingspan i'm telling you man that was it was a lot of fun and bailey was here too but he wouldn't do the uh, contest with us but um that would have been funny seeing two bubbles like that get after it <laughs> <laughs> i uh you, 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 you should have filmed that uh Midor, for, oh, I, uh, I, I got it i was told i couldn't show it so oh geez. but i do have it Oh, well, you can always hold it against Morgan, uh, you know, and catch anything from him. <laughs> I will. You know, cra- it is crazy to me, Midor, and I don't know if you – if you, the fact that, that, that Morgan Ehlers has been able to now infiltrate the Seattle Seahawks organization <laughs> and, and, and get them to uh, – to, Play to, their to son. Keep, to keep Holton Ehlers. It's amazing uh, the power that that man yeah, has. Yeah, Morgan, Morgan's reach never ends. Never I mean, ends. He's the single on the West we, Coast now. That that uh, Holton started a, a game here was because Morgan was in the yeah. PA, and now and now somehow he's he's gotten to Pete Carroll and everybody yeah. else in the Seahawks organization. His reach is literal and figurative, and it uh, it happened. Um, he managed to get over there and and convince Pete Carroll that you know Holton Ailers could be the the future of the Seahawks organization. So, well, so, he entered the transfer portal from the Greenville Mafia to the Seattle Mafia. Exactly. No? It's so irritating when people would say that. I'm like, are, do you, are you it's, serious? It's not even logical. Seriously? Yeah. Morgan will tell you, they don't even like him over there. He, they wouldn't do that for him. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Well, they don't, yeah, they don't well, like him at ECU? No, some, some do. Everybody loves him. I well, love him. It's just one of those things where, I mean, just to put it quite frankly, do you think Mike Houston gives a damn who anybody's no. father is? No, no. he wants to win. No. He's going to play who the best quarterback is. <laughs> He's going to get fired if he puts all his favorite, like favorites and in. I know and very, very intelligent people. Very intelligent people. Yes, would people say, you know me, Dor. Yeah, people would would say this crap, 
And I'm like, you're you got a PhD. I mean, what is wrong with you? What do they think Morgan does over there? I mean, we don't even pay him squat. He just sits in front of him. He does it because he loves doing it. And he always yeah. had this. This will be his 20th year uh, season, not That's year, right. year, but his 20th season uh, doing the PA. And he does. He does unacceptable. Really? Job. Will it be the 20th season? I, yeah. yeah. I was. Wow. I auditioned for that job um, back in 2004. I was going to say mid 04s because we had two, two or three different people do it, and yeah, Morgan took over. And, yeah, because our in my head, 05 was his first season. He went mid mid 04, so it's like okay. 19 yeah. and a half seasons. But you know, it's, it'll be the 20th year of actually yeah. doing it. Yeah, there was I, I another think, guy that. Got, that well, I didn't. I, I quit going to games um, about the. Midway of the 04 season because I, I can see why. Yeah, I was sick I of why. Yeah, I was sick yeah. of JT. So um, yeah. I, I, that's probably why I don't remember him until 05 in that Duke game. Yeah, he uh, he's done a fantastic job with uh, with uh, men's basketball and then now with yeah. um, football. Oh, and, I remember uh, from basketball prior to prior to Doug Ficklin, Yeah, yeah, great um, stuff. Now, Midor, um Justin was alluding to. Uh, a new intro video. Uh, can, can you talk yeah. about any of that? I'd say everything you want to know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm open book. Um, so they, uh, you know, Curtis did it for five years, Port City Films, Curtis Thiemann, great guy, big, big fan of, of Curtis and his work. Well, he worked and uh, he was doing videos and commercials for um, High Street Yale back in the day. And, and my late wife told me, hey, this guy's really good. He's a pirate fan. He wants to do it. So I was excited to try. But um, your nemesis uh, wouldn't let it happen, Kyle. So uh, they wanted to do uh, that, that stupid. Oh, oh, crap. oh. <laughs> anyway, we've talked about that before. But anyway, so when when that crowd was uh, when you you know extinguished them, um, Kyle. <laughs> um, Appreciate that, bro, bro. Yeah, I'll forever give you credit for that. You got people stirred up. Anyway, so they they let me um, go get Curtis, and and um, there's an award like right. Let's see this right here. That's the award that we won won that thing and it was it was incredible and it was a lot of fun doing it and then he did it for the next four years he did it for out of pocket or the covid year just to help ECU wow. out um and um so after five years of it curtis thought five years is all he wanted to do and then last year he told me you know what? i think i want to at least do one more and then we'll see where we are and i'll hand it off to somebody else and then internally they decided they didn't want to pay money for something they felt like they had somebody in house that who could do a good enough job because Curtis raised this the production value to almost uh, cinematically, he raised the right. tar. Um, right. And I know everybody loves the little cartoony ships going up and down uh, the tar. There's a place for that. I, li- I like, there's a definitely a place in today's technology. Hopefully, um, something like that could look good. I have not talked to Jarrett, so I'm not going to speak for him. Maybe you guys can get him on here, but I know he and his team are working to put something together. And like, I, it's new, old, whatever. We'll see. We'll see how it looks. We'll see how it comes out. Um, to my knowledge, it's going to be Jarrett and Jarrett's baby, and we'll see how it goes. Okay. So, uh, so we're, we're doing uh, no longer with Port City Productions. Jared, uh, Jared, who? Jared Ozimek. Okay. He works for you. You find him. You can find him. He's in the house now. He's been here for a few years. Great kid. He's a Greenville kid. Okay. Um, uh, he, uh, he's been with us for a few years. Mike Houston loves him. He does all of the creative for football. And right. and uh, so this is going to be his baby. He's done some really good things, got some really good work that I, I think is going to be up there on par. I'm not going to say it's on par with Curtis because I don't think that's fair to Curtis and how long he works and how long right. he's been doing this. But I do think it's going to be something everybody and, – and maybe it's a different twist on it. It could be better in some senses. I don't know. I haven't seen it. But I know Jarrett's got a good feel for music and, and that kind of thing. And we'll see how it goes. I mean, I, I'm, I can't wait to see it. I mean, I hate it, it. It, it, Curtis yeah. is gone. Cause he's, I mean, he's, you know, Curtis was, a, is a really good friend. Right. And, um, you know, I, I guess you guys saw, he made the announcement today. He, I told him a few, it's been a few months back when I told him we were headed that way. And then 
I like three or four weeks ago, I told him definitively we were not going to go in his direction. So not my call. I'd, I'd stay with Curtis for as long as he'd want to go, want to do it. But I totally understand the decision. Well, it'd be interesting to see what they come up with. It sounds like it's going to be a throwback to the old animated ships, which I liked at the time. Um, and now, like you said, if we're going to bring it back, it's going to have to be elevated to 2023 standards. And, sure. Yeah. Uh, I have a vision of what that could look like in my head and uh, we'll see, uh, We'll see what we'll see what they uh, come up with. Well, hopefully, yeah. you know, it'll. I mean, Jared put he's put good stuff up, so you know they're, you know, sometimes the the, the change stuff. I'm not all for it if it doesn't improve the product. I don't just right. change for the sake of change is not change. You're just put all you're doing is putting your stamp on it. You're just dragging your 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 pen across it is all you're doing. You're not really improving anything. I think that's probably part of the problem we have with the that other bunch is they just wanted to yep. change for the sake of changing. And yep. and I'll, yeah, I'll never forget when they. Meal. They tried to move the band over there behind uh, the, I think it was the visitors' side, and I remember one of the administrators who was it. They called me over and they said, "Do you know why the band is in the uh, end zone right or, or the baseline, and um, of basketball?" And and I said, "I don't know the answer, but there is a reason for it." And one of the people said, "Oh, the old. It's always been done that way." And I said, "Not what I said. I said there's a reason. I don't know what it is, but I'll find out what it is." Turns out, conference rule: you can't have a band on that side behind. So it was so Nick Floyd. <laughs> Nick Floyd actually, when they announced they were moving the band, Nick Floyd actually fired off an email saying the band stays where it is, pursuant to blah 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 blah. This is why, and that's it. And so I sent him a text and I said, "So I really appreciate you, man. Thank you for that." Because yeah, <laughs> I, I and Benegar were, uh, you know, I, that, that, yeah, I'll call them out more than you will. I'll call them out by. Um, name. you know, uh, look, they were look. I get it. They were good to me. And, um, and I still really? stay in touch with Shelly for the most part. Really? Um, Confer actually texted me after I got married saying, congratulations. I haven't heard from that dude in years. I said, I just said, nice, polite, appreciate it. He's back. I think he moved back to Pinehurst, but you know what? They need to go their way. We need to go our yeah, way. They, they were, they were, they were not the right fit for East Carolina. That's, right. that's, right yeah, that's a fair argument. So and I'm not going to speak ill of them. Right. And, and another thing is uh, it's been like a, like as far as a decade now, hard to believe, but when they pushed out, when they Rough. pushed basically out a future Hall of Famer and Terry Holland, um, yeah. by the way, he and Jeff, I know you and I were texting me to her a, a few weeks ago, but we're talking about that. It's uh, definitely a future Hall of Famer oh, yeah. for both those guys. And no when you have a guy that brought the facilities up, you know, I think it was somebody we were talking and they said, uh, one of my friends, we were talking off the air last week. They said, you know, there, a guy like Terry Holland, if you, if uh, if I call the office, nobody would answer. They said, but they said if Terry Holland calls, you're gonna pick up the phone because it's Terry Holland. Yeah. And I thought that was the best way to describe Terry Holland is that thing. But Terry Holland, um, miss he's another one that. Uh, well, I, I would even say it the other way around, Dave. Um, he, you, if you call Terry Holland, he would always pick up. Yeah, I never. Yeah. Had a, he always answers. No yeah. answer. Yeah, I never had a problem with with. And Terry talked to anybody. You know, I know exactly. Uh, one of the guys I work with, he he's always saying, you know, they never say anything to me. It's like I'm not here, not Terry. Terry would walk right in and say what his name was and say, how you doing today, buddy? And talk to him for a minute, and then off he would go. So nah, I, I have nothing respect for that for that man and everything he brought here. That's so, very um, awesome. Amazing. Yeah. the All the upgrades to the stadiums and stuff at that time, uh, a lot of cool stuff. And uh, speaking of which, uh, what about uh, indoor practice facility? What are you looking for with all the stuff with Pirates Unite? I know there's going to be a lot of cool things there. The indoor practice facility where you guys, um, whenever there's bad weather, you'll still be able to get great content. You have no thinking. idea how important that is because before it, the, the weather's so bad, they would go inside of the gym 
and because they, you've got to yeah. get the reps in. That's that's nothing more than a glorified walkthrough. You know, you don't you right. Just, you this thing is something we've needed for so long. So when you guys are talking about all the things under the stadium, which I've been saying for years too, that why don't we have these things? The banners, you know, the bowl recognitions, the NFL players. Let me see right. some guys in some NFL uniforms. You know, the, that kind of stuff. But until that indoor facility is finished and enough money is raised to make it uh, into reality. And I actually see a building over there. Um, I, all the other stuff I can care less about it. Get that thing built because we need it. We just need <laughs> yes, it. Yes, sir. You know? Yeah, no, I agree with you. It's, it's something that's, that's long overdue. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I mean, think it'll, it, it's going to happen. We're it's close. It's so frustrating, Kyle. When we, when we go on the road, I'm like, we're a better program than this. They've well, got Coastal's one. building one. Right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and, and, and they're not building anything fancy, and maybe that's you know maybe that's the problem we're shooting. Hey, just like with the just like with the multi million dollar press box in the sky. Yeah, you know maybe we shouldn't. You know, it's nice to have no. nice things, but um, let's make sure they're necessary. Yes, and, and right. maybe we, I don't know, just get a damn just get a damn facility built that we can practice in. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with well, you. Just well, take, give to... me one that won't blow away. That's all I need. Yeah, know? exactly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> not not one of the little bubbles like they built at UAB. But you know, like, <laughs> yeah, well, right. well, that's the, that's the thing uh, with and. I'm certainly, you know, not being in that line of work, but the way, you know, the cost of everything has gone up and just, it's probably been four or five years ago, maybe longer now, but in Memphis, um, they built one not all that long ago. And I want to say it was eight to $10 million. So, and, you know, and the price tag for ours is projected to be 22 to 25 yeah. million. Yeah. So, but uh, I agree with you, you know, as far as recognizing the pirate greats um, guys that maybe, yeah, they were not necessarily all American, um, but I know, never, I never like that. I never like that. I'm sorry. You have to be an all American to be recognizing that ring up top. Yeah. I never like that. Cause you're telling me I'm never going to see a guy like Blake's name up there. Ridiculous. Right. Jeff Blake. I mean, there's so many Mar- yeah, Marcus, Marcus Crandall, yeah. et cetera. David Gerard. Good enough for our <laughs> but, hall of fame, but not the ring. But then you have um, Mike Houston, when he came on board, he, he did an excellent job of adding some paint, wraps, all, all the things to yeah. to, to honor those guys and sure did. recognize our history. You've been down the locker room. It looks, it looks fantastic down there now. The I've just seen pictures. I, I've yeah, not actually really uh, toured it. But yeah, but I kind of along, along that line, you, you mentioned uh, Ozamek and some of the things he had put out on social media. I know – he deleted that tweet, but uh, some of those look look very sharp on what could be done under Dowdy Ficklin. Yeah, agreed. I mean, this it's long overdue. We've talked about it. I, you know, you say it's, it's not even an idea anymore. It's something we've talked about for years, and it, nobody's, yeah. I, nobody's I, I, put it, it into motion. It can't be very expensive to put graphics up and banners. Hey, uh, you know what? That's the first thing when um, when Dooley got here is he walked around and he looked at me and said, "Why, why don't we have graphics here? It looks the same when when I left." Yeah. And um, I was like, it's a great question. So now they have, you know, a lot, even if it's something as simple as the um, some of the Adidas stuff. I mean, yeah. something up there that looks nice, and whether it's the marks or, or what, but it, a gray wall, concrete, or yeah, – and, you know, and, and can we get better lighting in the concourse area also? I mean, man, trust me. When I have to leave there late at night, it's dark. And and all the lights are on still. I'm like, man. Yeah, just, I'm, I'm going to – maybe I'll approach it from this issue. As, 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 a, as someone who is legally blind – 
it sucks ass walking out of there in a night game. Um, you know, I'm sitting there going, oh, my God, am I going to run into somebody? So, you know, how about that from that aspect? Yeah. I bet, you know what? If I approach it from that aspect enough, I bet you I can get some better lighting down there. No, just keep winning bowl games, man. It seems like the everybody's in the – you know what? Nobody, nobody though, nobody forgets how shitty the popcorn is if the movie's good, you know? It's true. It's true. So, so if we get to you – know, we're winning a bunch of games and – and um and uh no and I'll still complain about in. the dimly lit uh that's the way <laughs> well, you can count on you then that's good yeah, uh, I, I walked, in, I walked into a, I walked into a beam exactly yeah I bet if I do that a couple of good times that'll uh <laughs> you know what threaten a lawsuit there you go that'll get that'll get it moving and shaking I bet yeah we'll get some better light one way or another uh, that's good stuff there you it is you got anything else Dave you got anything. <laughs> Yeah, Dave, I need to turn my mic on. What? What have you been doing, Dave? I have children. I have children that I want to make sure they were asleep, Kyle. Okay, all right. <laughs> They're all right. asleep. Forty-five. They are. You, you've been running became... stadium steps. Yeah. Out of breath, coming back. All you know, all of a sudden, out of breath. I don't know what Dave's going to say. I ran back up the stairs. I was, I was looking for both the kids, making sure they were where they and they now, were. So. There we go. Dave lost his kids. <laughs> no. <I haven't. laughs> But I'm trying to be a single dad and do a show at the same time. So they are they are asleep. So I'm happy they did what I asked them to do. Well, that's a good thing. That's a win this day and age. Yeah. So what? Uh, as far as coach's show, is there any uh, wrinkles that you can tell us about? We always uh, – I know the three of us watch your show. So well, I appreciate that, guys. I mean, it, yeah, it, give me feedback anytime you need it. I think what, what, I, what the big – it's kind of the one thing that we we like that we do that separates us from a lot of the other shows is we do it right after the game, so you get that fresh emotion. And you know, Mike yeah. is very revealing. He will, he said some of the stuff he says. Uh, I'm like, yeah, can I, are you trying to use that? You know, it's like the old bounce the ball in the trash can, man. Let me think about that for a minute. Yeah, I'm using it. I don't care if he says it. I'm using it, and it's a yeah. lot of emotion. And and some of that stuff is really good. And and um, I, we don't want to lose that part of it. We could easily uh, do a, a taped show with with you know, more in depth looking at this and that, because you know, that thing's going to fly after the game is over. We're just hammering it out and, and get, trying to get it done and turned around. Cause we have, a, we have a, you know, it's, it's the next morning, you know, there's no, we, the show won't air if I don't get it done and we get it sent over to channel nine. So I appreciate you guys still watching. I know it's a lot of people think it's kind of an antiquated way of doing things because back when I was a kid, like you guys were all probably old enough to be like I was, you didn't, I didn't get to watch the highlights on ESPN. If I wanted to watch East Carolina's right. show, I had to watch the Bill yep. Lewis show or yep. the Steve Logan show. I had to watch those shows to to get the highlights. Yeah. And um just to see the game and then and then hear the coach talk about it. So you know, we've tried over the years to not get away from the coach's emotional side of it. And it's a little more trickier in basketball than it is football. Football, right after the game, Mike on the field, let's do this. And or we go into his office. He prefers his office on home games. So we'll go up to his office and do it up there. I don't really like that. I like to do it on the field, but when they started letting all the kids and the family stuff on the field, Mike's like, Nope, we're not doing that. Let's go upstairs. <laughs> so it's his show. His name's on it. Yep. So. Yeah. Like, like you say, you, you think back to uh, when coach Logan did his on the field, you'll, you'll see kids throwing football in the background yeah. and th- things of that nature. <laughs> yeah. But um, when we've had you on uh, several times down through the years and you've told us, kind of some funny stories or maybe not so funny stories, depending on the situation you, you talked about, I think it was at South Carolina where you had to re re record with Russ. Yeah. And Jeff walked off. Yeah. 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 We we just got our butts kicked and um, I want to front. I screwed up. I I hit those, those, the P2 cameras that we have. If you, 
turn them off before you stop rolling, it corrupts the card. And oh, a lot man. of recording devices are that way. So, yeah, I turned it off, wasn't thinking. Right when I did it, I knew it. So I had to go over to Ruff. I go on and got on his bus. He was on the first bus. I went up there and got him and said, Coach, I'm really sorry. He said, be me. It's okay. Be, be. You had a bad day. I just had a bad day. We good. We'll make it work. Where's Jeff? <laughs> so I look up and I see Jeff. And he's about 50, 75 yards on down the area. He's walking. I don't remember Bank of America Stadium. You have to walk to where the media lot is. So it's a little bit of a, a hustle or hike. And so I call him up and he, he's fumbling with his phone. He answers his flip phone. He answers it. And um, I say, hey, Jeff, um, sorry, buddy. I screwed this up. It's my fault. Uh, we got to do the audio again. Ruff's right here. Oh, I, I, he, and Jeff, rest his soul. He's all the way back in the media lot. I was like, Jeff, I'm looking at you. You're right there. And he's going, oh, okay, I'm going down. And then he walked on down. He came walking back up. And he's, he's, he just was just ready to roll right on out of there. He didn't want to do it again. No, some well, of the better stories of, of uh, Jeff that are just funny in nature. When we were doing the play-by-play stuff with Skip, you know, Ruff didn't care. Mike, great memory. You name a play, and he knows exactly what it was and which what the play was called, which way to go. Because they're not watching the video; they're they're going by a play-by-play sheet that Jeff right. hasn't had in his hand. Now Bailey does it. Well, he would hold the microphone like this. We'd have to do it. Sometimes we have to do it at Skip's house. So we're sitting on his couch and um, Skip is sitting next to Jeff trying to read the papers and Jeff's got him over here like this and the microphone's like this. And he, he would just kind of like that toward Skip, like here, you're ready. And then back here, then like that. After he'd say, you know, and here's a 35 yard catch by Dwayne Harris. And then Skip would say something. Well, he wasn't pulling the microphone. He wasn't pulling the microwave far enough. And he was holding the papers right here so he could read them. And so Skip would reach over and just kind of pull. He would pull the, um, the sheet and Jeff would pull back and then they pull, and finally they started snatching it around each other. They was gotten a little fight on the couch. It was so funny. I was like, "Is this really happening?" Skip and Jeff are about to fight over the play-by-play sheet. <laughs> oh, that was good stuff. That's that awesome. Good stuff. I, my money would have been on Jeff. Oh, no question. No, no, that's oh, that's, man, that's not he, a fair fight. He bench pressed four hundred pounds at one point. I remember he was. He did what was he sixty-two? I think it was, and he did sixty-two push-ups in a row. Whatever the, or is it 60? I think his 60th birthday, he pumped up 60 push-ups. I'm like, wow. This is after going through you know, stage four cancer twice. Wow. Yeah, I, uh, I could. I could. Skip, Skip was about to turn, turn, and turn some more. Turn, 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 turn. turn, turn, turn. <laughs> he was a turner. <laughs> yeah. We actually, kind, of along, kind, of, kind of where I was going with that, um, you know, you, you shared the ones about Ruff and then and Skip. Do you have any good stories as far as Coach Houston the, these last four or five years now? Um, so uh, I, th- I think about that Memphis game last year where he slapped the podium. Yeah, yeah, that was something. <laughs> I wasn't in the uh, – po- I'm, I'm in the room waiting for him. I heard he did it. Somebody called me and said, he's fired up. I was like, really? He said, yeah, yeah he, he must have been watching social media this week. He just came here and slapped the podium. I was like, no, nah, I never saw it until yeah. I saw it later. Um, there's some of the stuff when he comes in and he's fired up, he, um, you know, I know what I can and can't use. Usually once we start with the microphone, we know what we can't use. And there was only one time, I won't say who the player was, where we decided not to use it. He said, um, the kid had one thing he had to do one thing. I gave him one thing to do and he couldn't even do that. And, <laughs> but he, oh, no. he I, you, you guys can probably figure it out, but I don't want to. I don't want to put that out there. But I'll, I'll tell you in private someday who it was and what exactly it was. But the play got just blown up, and um, and I, that was probably the last time I think he saw the field that year. I could be. I got to go back and look and see if I'm right about that. But now nah, he was so mad, and he just said it. We just stopped, 
and then we restarted again because he, he didn't he doesn't want to embarrass his kids he's you know sometimes right. they screw up you know he'll call them out in the appropriate way especially if they're knuckleheads you go out there and pull a cj and you get a dumb 15 yard penalty for no reason come on man you, you gotta be smart he'll call them out in a heartbeat you gotta be smarter than that that's what he would say usually he'll say something like that you gotta be smarter than that and um no I, he's um, I've, I've had a really good relationship with Mike. I like him a lot. It's very professional. Uh, we joke around a little bit. Um, I think the funnest story I've told you guys before was um, his his initials and my wife's are the same, MH. And oh, wow. so I tech, I got one morning, and she's getting ready to go to uh, work, and I texted her. And um, I said, hey, beautiful. Have a wonderful day. Love you. And I get these big eye emojis back, and it was Mike <laughs> Houston. I just screwed up and texted Mike. <laughs> And, uh, and, and, and I was like, oh, crap, coach, that was my girlfriend, man. Sorry, that wasn't intended for you. And he, he told me the story later because he had to do the uh, – that was on Monday. He had to do the Monday radio show that night at uh, Logan's, right? And um, so he told, he's telling the story. And I think Bailey was actually pinch hitting that night. He was, he was hosting. And um, he tells the story. He says, yeah, I got my wife standing right next to me going, who the heck is Midor? And why is he texting you at 5 o'clock in the morning or 5.30, whatever it was? And, hey, beautiful, what is that about? Because she didn't believe it was really me. Is that really Midor's number? I'm glad you went with beautiful and not sexy. Something that could. Oh, I know, right? I wish I had. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> you know that really probably his wife would have really. You'd, you'd probably be getting a phone call. Oh, 100 percent. Really, Brian Midor? <laughs> I wonder why. I actually joke. You with him sound about, hideous. Like, do I need to? Do I need to call her back? I mean, what do we do? Yeah. This uh, is not me. No, this is not Midor. <laughs> no. Man, I should. I should have my girlfriend answer. Just answer real sexy. Hey, stud. Oh, wow. Hey, big beautiful. He's trying to get you. <laughs> trying to get Houston killed. Yeah, Alan just said they. Thank God I didn't ask him what he was wearing. That's fair. Yeah. I was embarrassed because I didn't know him that well. This has been a few years ago. I mean, I, I knew him somewhat, but I wasn't sure we, we would have that type of relationship. That seemed to break the ice, and then we're great now. I, I'm a big fan of that guy. He's a good dude. It's, it's interesting, you know, just thinking back, and then we'll, I don't know if I'll start winding this up, yeah. at least on my end. Yeah. But uh, I, uh, every coach seems to have certain things to say. You mentioned Skip with turn, 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 yeah. turn. He would yeah. turn, turn, yeah. turn, turn. It, with Houston, I'm sure you've picked up on what it is. Do you, do, I know I have. Do you, do you, have you picked it up? Um, he, we've got a whole list of Mike-isms. On well, our, the, on the, our one, the one that we always talk about is no doubt. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt. No doubt. No doubt. I like when no he doubt. pauses. No, no doubt. And he yeah. pauses for a second to get his thoughts together. Um, there's no doubt. That's 100% right. Yeah, we got a list. I have to, next time I come on. I'll he always says to the uh, media, watch this meteor. He always says, how's everybody doing? How's everybody doing? How are we doing? How's everybody doing? How are we doing? Yeah. 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 That's one of my favorites. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah that's, that's another one. Yeah. I, everybody has their thing. I, I guess everybody has patterns of speech and things they say. Crutches. Yeah. Crutches. Exactly. You got DK. Well. <laughs> well. Yeah. Well. Yeah. He does well. Yeah. A lot, yeah. Bubba can do his great. DK. Uh, DK, DK, I can DK tell. will break out. Know what I'm saying. Know what I'm and saying. It sounds so funny <laughs> because he's this old white Southern guy. And he goes, okay. know what I'm and saying. Know yeah, what I'm saying. Or he'll say, okay, at the end of it. Kind of like that uh, family guy. Oh, not yeah. family guy, but the uh, uh, South Park character. South Park. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He does pregame speeches. He'll do that. He's like, he's like, all right, has everybody got out? We got to do this. We got to hit fast and hard, okay? All right, you got to hit your holes fast and hard, okay? It's just what he was doing. That, okay? Yeah. But then you got on the other side, there's nothing but screaming going on. This is a totally different vibe from defense and offense. Yeah, so, really? You know, he gets he yells. He gets after it. His stuff's good. 
Can't really. I can't ever use it though because it's got to be clean. I can't use it when they're, <laughs> you know. You can just play. That's what it be. Like, it's, it's like it's a, a very bad sport. Jerry Springer show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where they have it, they bleep out the whole episode or a lot of it. Uh, Midor, it's going to be a lot of fun, man. I know that it's going to be about ten o'clock Eastern. So uh, we appreciate you always, and uh, thank you for the friendship. Thank you, you for it, always guys. being. Yeah, uh, it's been it's been great having you on tonight. As always, a lot of fun times and. I like the fact you're real. Uh, that's what's uh, I know. Kyle gets me in trouble, David. It gets me in a lot of trouble. Hey, man, you know what? Me and Bubba were having a conversation the other day, me and I'll say it on the air. If I was the AD, if, if I became the AD at East Carolina, whoever the AD, John Gilbert, whoever, you know, replaces John Gilbert at some point in time, he won't be the AD forever. I'm not trying to run him off, just stating facts. People, Brian Meador should be one of your right hand men. If you are the AD at East Carolina, Meador would be my right hand man. The, the, I think, dude, you, you do a lot, but I think you're underutilized. I appreciate that, man. Thanks for saying that. No yeah, problem. and if there's anybody that can, maybe you can help the uh, the new play-by-play voice with the, uh, we'll even, we're talking about that at the beginning of our conversation, but help them learn. If there's anybody that can teach them about Pirate Nation, you can. Okay. Well, you know, if it goes in one direction, I know I won't have to worry about doing that. Yeah, I, don't, I, I wish right. I could give you guys, I have no idea what they're going to do. I really when I when the when the Igo's list I could be candid about this when this Igo's list was uh leaked I guess when he got a yep. hold of the names um yep. you know the first thing that happens is is I'm gonna get a call you haven't talked to this person that person I'm like <laughs> no I don't do it and I, I Brian Bailey knows not to ask me because I'm not, I'm just like I don't want to man I'm out but I also know this I if I did know I could tell Bailey and he wouldn't go with it because he. He values our friendship too much. He knows yeah. that I'd get in trouble. And he, exactly. you, you go get on your right. own source. I'm not your source. And so he's respected that over the years and and um, very much appreciate the, his his side of, of understanding. So, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Right. Gentlemen, appreciate you guys. <laughs> appreciate you, man. Thank Have you a great door. night. Night, guys. Good night. Bye bye. Appreciate Midor very much and uh, our new friend Justin Bear for coming on tonight. You guys have anything before we're going to go? Uh, no, just anxious to see who the, who the play-by-play guy is going to be. You know, I think we all have our favorites, and uh, you know, I don't. You know, we we you know, we've said it. I don't need to say it again. Uh, it's not going to. We're not going to. Nobody's going to listen to this podcast and go. You know what? We're going to hire who they want to have uh, as the uh, play-by-play guy. But uh, anxious to see who it's going to be. Yeah, they had a committee meeting today. I understand, and so. Uh, they're making the uh, they may have made the offer today or sometime this week. And we'll find out if we have we'll find out if we have a new play by play voice. It's actually Craig. I think Craig, our good friend Craig, he's going to be the new play by play voice. So we, we uh, I'm just going to go ahead and out it right now. Craig, you, you're the new play by play voice. And uh, I, when you retire from your current job, you're the new uh, you need to go ahead and retire and then you can be the play by play voice. So um, that's that's what I think he's in the. Richmond area, so it won't be that far of a commute for you, and you come down and do the games. How about that, guys? Craig is very funny, so I guess I'll be talking about Bubba's <laughs> internet or cell phone coverage or something like that. Yeah, Alan Vick, uh, he says, if the industry had about 5,000 more Brian Meadors, the yes. broadcast industry would be a better place in the as the world would in absolutely. general. Yep, absolutely. No doubt about that. The only other thing I would add um, is, you know, very quickly, you know, MLB or minor league report. I mean, Gavin Williams had another excellent start here recently. Uh, you also have Jeff Hoffman pitching very well. He is now 
uh, in the bullpen for the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, you have Burley, who's been swinging a hot bat of late. Uh, he had a three-for-four four game the other night. Connor Norby is red hot. Uh, he probably has, I want to say, four or five home runs in the last two two weeks. Um, let's see. Um, you have also uh, Carson Wisenhunt pitching very well. Yep. Thomas Francisco's had a decent year. Uh, let's see. Uh, C.J. Mayhew was recently promoted, um, I want to say, from low A to high A. But um, also you have Zach Agnos. Zach has 15 saves and I want to say 17 opportunities for the Fresno Grizzlies. I believe that is the Colorado Rockies organization. And uh, let's see who else who have I left out. Um, uh, you, you still have Jake is still hanging on, even though he had battled an injury. Jake Agnos, that is. Um, and then you, I'm sure I'll, I'm sure I'll think of some that I left out. But uh, what you about know, Pack? I know. Yeah, you. yeah, Brian Packard making the transition from from a position player to a pitcher, and that was dictated by his injury and pitch is something that he had done back at DH Conley. Right. Um, I, I saw that. Um, I want to say, you know, he was you know, something like 88 to 90 back then, you know, based on the information that I was able to, to dig up you know, when we saw that on Instagram here in the last couple of days, as well as Twitter, um, it was being reported by a, a Tigers beat writer. And I believe he, he's actually in the, the greater Charlotte area when he was going through his, his rehab and working on and working on uh, becoming a pitcher. So keep an eye on that. Uh, he will probably be making his debut here in the next couple of weeks, if not sooner on the mound uh, in the Detroit Tigers organization. <laughs> One of the quick subject matters we have to talk about before we get out of here, we've been going long tonight is how about AMAC going to the dark side? AMAC uh, being the third, third baseman for many games, for the Pirates and uh, decided to uh, play his last year. Um, where would that be? Maybe NC State. There you go. Bubba's got it on the screen. Are you kidding me? I cannot believe that. And uh, yeah, that's um, as you would say, uh, Dave Sour Grapes. Uh, yep. He's pissed off the Cliff Godwin, pissed off the Pirate Nation. Well, go be a wolf pack. Go on, go, go, go to Raleigh. Go ahead. Uh, you know, yeah. wish you uh, nothing but the uh, best there, A-Mac. And uh, we'll uh, kick your ass uh, next uh, I can't, spring hey. as, long as, you're, uh, as long as your head coach has the balls to play us. Hey, hey, uh, hey, Kyle, this to me, is this not the ultimate baby face going to a heel in wrestling terms? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. It's a heel move. But uh, you know what? It, it's fine. He... he he uh he's bitter and uh you know i, I think it also um and you what, know, I, I think it's just a lot about a, 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 nc state and, right and, that's what i was and, going yeah nobody's talking and, about that yeah so but anyway uh everybody's free to do what they want to it's a free country and uh good 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 luck and um maybe he can teach you how to uh to to hit being uh cliff godwin apparently couldn't and uh and um you know hope you enjoy getting your ass kicked next year by your former teammates. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. What's the, you know, we, how much the jungle, how much I love the jungle guys and how much I love Clark Leclerc. 
What about the very fact of uh, AMAC coming back? That game, you want to talk about somebody buying tickets for that game? That game is going to be a hot ticket to get next year when uh, when the Pirates, uh, certainly when it's very tough to get one at Doak Field. You have to be a, a NC State, the Pack Club, or whatever it is. And then you have um, here, it's going to be really hard to get a ticket. Or if you get one, it's going to be very expensive. But um, how many do you guys think that this is something I said and I've heard other people say it on social media and radio shows today on Pirate Radio? Do you think he's going to get booed when it comes back to Clark O'Claire? Yeah, of course. I mean, we, how, we boo all the NC State players. No, no, I know that, but I'm just saying how loud. What I'm saying is, like, do you think it's going to be really loud and almost like? I'm, I'm sure. I'm, I'm, I'm sure it will be. Yeah, I'm sure it will be. I mean, it's you know. Hey, um, um, you know, and I think it's appropriate. It should be. And let me ask you guys this. So this is, this is going to be his fifth year, right? And, you know, I can't, I could never play at that level. I was not even barely, you know, a high school player, but how in the world can you say, you know, this would have been his fifth year. So he had, after three years, he could have gone pro. Um, After four years, you can go pro obviously. And, he didn't do work the last couple of years. So I just find it hard to believe Cl- Cliff Godwin can Cliff Godwin uh, has plenty of examples of guys that are in the majors and also that are in minor leagues right now. So uh, my understanding is he said that the coaches didn't prepare for the draft. You didn't prepare yourself for the draft, not practicing, um, working out, going to uh, summer league baseball. There's a lot of, you can't put that on the coaching staff. So uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, that's going to be a great storyline next year. You want to talk about heating up the rivalry? I just can't believe that Avent uh, took him, but it is what it is, as they say, and that's going to be great next year. And uh, by the way, um, um, what is the new player that we got today? Oh, my it gosh. Yeah, it was yesterday. From Seton, from Seton Hall. No, 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 no. The, oh, uh, okay. Somebody else. Oh man, my I'm so tired right now. Bubba, well, what's not the... not a not a new player, but I mean, I mean, he's he's been committed for quite some time. But you know, right. he he opted to to stay with us. Well, he had a very high number from from what I heard. I mean, at Bristol Carter is that you talking about? Carter, yeah, I yeah, was right from, from North from Northwest Guilford High School. You know, very highly talented prospect and all American and speed. And, you got a lot yeah. of speed on. Yeah, all American unbelievable player and you know, Bristol Carter um, and hopefully he'll have a excellent career in the, the purple and gold um, and just just one moment uh, I, I wanted to uh, to share that that tweet from Bristol Carter uh, this is from the colors colors okay but you guys carry on for a moment and I'll share that. Yeah, I was just going to say the great thing about Bristol Carter is uh, Kyle, he's our future. Uh, tremendous player. He definitely will be drafted. And, um, you know, we, we had AMAC and he played a lot of games, but this was going to be his fifth year. And then one thing I will say to AMAC, if you were really a man, what you do is you come back, play your tail off, and then guess what? He played multiple <laughs> positions, so he could have actually – he could have actually played somewhere. Yeah, yeah, he moved on, and so it's time for us to move on. He's gone. Uh, we'll boo him next year. And um, to me, that's exactly. Like, I, I don't. I mean, 
the biggest thing, you know, for us to keep the main thing, the main thing and winning baseball games and doing what we do, um, don't get, don't lose focus and, and, uh, you know, just handle our business and keep doing what pirate baseball does. But Bristol Carter said the atmosphere in the jungle here, it's insane. There's nothing like this in the country. I'm ready to go to work and ready to play in front of them. Absolutely. Those leaps, the jungle leaps. Oh my gosh. With him, it's going to be uh, legendary for sure. By the way, I want to remind everybody too, uh, that coming up on August 5th, we have our college football preview. We're working really hard behind the scenes on that. And that'll be live at Porky's Backyard Barbecue in Williamston, 10 until noon. And they have a uh, breakfast until 1030. So you can come by get breakfast or you can get a uh, lunch with us. It's going to be a lot of fun as we get ready, get you ready for the college football season. A lot of great guests. We've got some lined up, some we're working on. And of course, Kyle's going to be there, uh, at least on the screen, right, Kyle? Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, at least be there digitally, might be there in person. I'll let you know between now and then. No doubt. All right, so do we have anything? Do we have anything before we go, guys? Not a thing. All right. Well, I appreciate you, Kyle. Appreciate you, Bubba. Thanks to Justin and Brian, good old Midor, uh, for being our guest tonight. And we'll be back with you very soon. Until the meantime, as always, go Pirates. Every foot, every yard, every first down, every touchdown with the cannons play.